showtime as they like to say welcome to the wire and wire on uh texas sports unfiltered i was getting ready to say a whole bunch of letters and channels and numbers and shit but we don't have to because we're on the internet man it is texas sports unfiltered the wagner wire i'm your host co-host uh adam wagner and the smash simmons is the other guy that's on your screen right now you can find me on twitter not to take wags you can find smash at the smash simmons and all on every other social media platform as well i'm on the uh i'm on the gram i guess is that what they call it now or the x no, it's hey, not man, you're the- I'm on the gram at the Wagner Wire and all other social medias at the Wagner Wire, man. Look, I need a Norelco or something for Christmas. My damn, my manscaped shaver or beard trimmer broke when I was down in Galveston. Just got in from Galveston, by the way, man. Spent Thanksgiving <laughs> break down there. Course, it was fantastic, man. dude. I mean, like literally like four hours ago, just got in from Galveston. That does not surprise me, man. That is your, your style. Did you, did you get down to Brownsville? Did you go down, down to the Valley? Dude, yeah, I went that way, man. But the only the real reason I went is because like I uh star in the window, you know, just a big old like crack that started the spider real bad. Oh, and I was no. like, what the did the did the cold air make it run? Or like no, the, man, it was just like it was whatever hit me was like either coming really fast or it was a really heavy object. So like it oh, instantly that's... starts spidering. But like to fix it here as opposed to fixing it at home big difference yeah for sure no no yeah, doubt dude. For sure, but there's never a bad day at the beach regardless of what beach you go to i think right? 100 so look we got, i gotta do some texas beach rankings too here man because i i was in in hello there by the way to uh to doke bailey from uh from sun valley idaho thank you guys for watching the show appreciate oh, it. oh you know everybody's had a great thanksgiving 100%. <laughs> so, all right and what i need your all's take i need your all's take on thanksgiving food too because I like, like I said, I, I kind of got killed last week, man. In the, uh, like in, in the in the shows running up to Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm not that big on savory food, like the whole Thanksgiving turkey and everything like that. I, I'd much rather have burger, uh, not Burger King, Jesus, barbecue or a burger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not saying like uh, fast food or any any stuff like that. But for some reason, man, just the dryness of the turkey doesn't sit oh that well well see I, I like stuffing I, I like all the sides and everything i'm just not that big into the bird man it, it really just depends on who cooks it and how they cook it because this year again this is like our thing we've been having like deep, deep fry yeah like peanut oil all fresh i need to do that's that's Dude, the route i need to go my dad's really good at it but he was telling me man that peanut oil is like 50 bucks just to get the oil going so it's like ultimately you'll spend like 150 dollars Two hundred dollars on that bird, but it's worth it. And then we injected it with that that Cajun seasoning. What is that? That Tony uh, the Tony Seeds? Yeah, dude. We injected the the bird with that. Oh man, succulent, bro. Succulent came out so good. Succulent bird. No, but I mean, I'd rather do the barbecue, man. I'd rather do. Don't get me wrong, dude. I, I will eat like uh, mashed potatoes. I'll eat the you know the succotash. Or the How do you feel about beans. sweet potatoes? You know, Some people I, don't. I'd like rather have mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes. My, now, my wife loves candy potatoes and sweet potatoes and, and yams and stuff like that. I, See, just, I do too. I, I like I like the traditional mashed potatoes. Throw the butter in there, a little bit of you know some bacon bits if you want to go to, or or Ooh, give me a little fancy. baked potato instead of a mashed potato, man. I'll take bake any day, and yeah, I'll, I'll be baked. I'll be hell. I'll be <laughs> baked all the time. Um, no, we. I mean, fantastic holiday, dude. Uh, um, went to Galveston, and that's the thing too. So. I had pot like in terms of beaches, I I got Padre up there just because it's 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 tops, right? But I had never been to Galveston yet. I had never seen the seawall. I had never spent 
you know, more than a, a few hours, maybe. This was the first time? This was my first time actually wow. having a a few days to actually appreciate the city of Galveston. Um, and it's it is it's fantastic. It gives me that it gives me that East Coast vibe because it, <laughs> it gives you the feel of like the first generation of people that used to live here. Still, you still got those old traditional houses, right? The colonial style houses, right? Yeah. But it also gives you that New Orleans vibe as well. I don't know if you've ever been to New Orleans or whatnot, but it just the uh the roads, the cobblestone. I mean, that could also still be, you know, old time, you know, old time first generation type of architecture too. I mean, it it all could just be kind of melting in together in Galveston well, or whatnot. But I went a on a mob tour, man. Dude, I found out so much shit about uh Galveston, how it used to be before New York, man, it was the number one opportunist town. <laughs> well, right? yeah, it's a port city, so it was easy it to get thrived to. off of opportunity, man. It thrived off of organized crime if you want to johnny j if you want to go i was waggy a last night by the way i was in <laughs> family and dude we we this nice. dude by this bar man he took us through uh took us past one where we're supposed to get shots or whatever but i, I had read with me anyways and the one guy comes out and i don't know if this was staged or played up or whatever the guy goes hey man um well, is Dennis or, or, or whoever i can't remember the the guy's name that he said was with the d though he goes nah he ain't here no more I'm Dennis now, or something. Like that. It, was, it, was, it was, it was cool, man. It was a, it was a, the dude. It was, it was a kind of a lengthy trip and a little bit pricey, but it was all, it was all worth it. And then, oh, by the way, after it was done with, he was so damn good, I had to tip him. Like, I, I, that's that's when you know when the tour guide knows every damn thing about the the city. And then, yeah. oh, by the way, dude, like Tillman Fertitta. Yeah, the, the owner of the Rockets. Yeah, comes from Gal. Like the whole family comes from Galveston and everything. It's all organized mob. It's all stuff, <laughs> baby. And then this guy's like, "Yeah, I was in Vegas with the family a couple of days ago." I'm like, "Who are you talking about, guy? What's going on? We got to put all the, the pieces together. How close are how close to Capone are you?" I mean, probably only a couple of generations so, removed. So, honestly, so Galveston, Galveston supplied Galveston supplied New York because New York didn't. Um, didn't have the booze and everything going, uh, you know, after prohibition and everything, right? Chicago yeah. didn't have any lines because New York didn't have any lines, so everybody got it from Galveston. Yeah, I mean, Boom, it was they was getting times. rum. He was getting rum right from the Caribbean. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> of course, this is all this is all from the story I got from Willie D last night. So <laughs> I got a little. I, st I still got to authenticate it and look it up, but the guy was pretty damn good. He was spitting his shit. He was he, he knew what was going down, man. As it long as somebody told you about the Galveston giant Jack Johnson. Jack, yeah, uh, Johnny J. Um, uh, Jack Johnson, the, the boxer, and then also, mm -hmm. um, you got uh, Johnny Nunez or Johnny Nouns, as they used to call him, the guy that pretty <laughs> much ran the the guy that pretty much ran the city from a 10 year old. Like, he started he started organized crime when he was like 12, 13, man, put everybody together and started, I, I guess, like they said, being an opportunist where he wasn't stealing from any warehouses, he was just you know, gathering the materials that were left over from the storm or whatnot, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so sometimes everything and, and then he salvaging them and trying to sell them and then made his revenue that way. And then bada bang, bada boom, everything started popping. You had the red light yeah. districts popping off there. By the way, they still have a red light district tour. That's yeah, a really... that's a great theme tour, by the way, though. Okay, that's okay. Cool, I, I, I'm not kidding. So anytime you guys go down to Galveston, man, make sure you go, go down there and see Carriage House 
uh, rentals. Carriage House Rentals is the tour. And it's they do ghost tours. They do mob tours, um, regular historical tours as well in Galveston. But yeah, so I think I think Galveston, to me, I think I got to put it up there over Padre. And and Ooh. don't get like I haven't been I haven't been in the beach on Galveston, you know what I mean? That's like I've, I've walked right on the, I walked on the beach with the dog and everything, but I haven't really sat out and went, you know, sunbathed and and tried to to swim in the water there. But well, it wasn't really I, I ideal guess, like, weather for that, right? Yeah, I mean, still, but it was it was just nice to get away. It's like you said, man. Every beach, you know, it doesn't matter whatever beach you go to, it's still nice to go to a beach, regardless of uh, regardless of the weather that you're at. Too, it was just nice to get out of Austin and get a reset, man. Um, but dude, we had so much college football to talk about, too, man. We got NFL football to talk about. We Not only were we treated with some fantastic scenery and mob tours and stuff like that, we probably had the best the best week of football so far, Smash. How was your one? Dude, I've been going on about me, man. How about you, dude? <laughs> dude, nowhere near as entertaining, I promise you. It's like in, in the world of sports broadcasting, like you're hoping to work Thanksgiving Day. So if you're not working Thanksgiving Day, I was still traveling, just went to go see the folks and then like left Thanksgiving Day, came back. I had like two games back to back. So Friday, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So it's all like, you know, it was in the middle of some of these really great games. I mean, I did get to watch Texas unimpeded. So that was really nice. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys winning the way that they won defensively, the way that they won. So exciting as a Cowboys yeah, dude, fan. What about, how, how about land, man? Yeah. Like, how, dude, how great a story. Just he had, a great story. I think I thought I saw a stat where he has more touchdowns than Devontae Adams. Probably, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I got to think of the I got to think of the other two like top tier wide receivers, or I guess I don't know if they're top tier anymore. Maybe tier one, tier two receivers that have fewer interceptions, not only that, fewer touchdowns. Than um than Bland right now. Bland with five of them. Um, I believe. Is it five? Did he get yeah. five? Five yeah, return gotta, touchdowns, pick five pick sixes, NFL record. I I yeah, man. And and Crazy. to replace Diggs. I mean, so, so and, and that's a good point too. Do you think Bland would have the success that he's having with Diggs out? I asked no. this to Rodney Rodriguez on Chaos Theory this past week. Nah, man. No, it's it's more of like a lack of game planning for him because people really didn't know what to expect. And it just turns out that he has this miraculous ability to like read the jump at jump the routes, perfect yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, if they're not game planning for him, they're game planning for him now, Smash. You I would assume so. He can't throw the ball anywhere around him, man. But that but that that was the biggest concern going in you know, later into the season with Diggs being out for the entire year, it was like, can this secondary match up with the rest of the defense now that Van Der Esch is also out? That's and, That's a, that, people don't realize how big of a, a hit that is, too, because of how much space he covers and how yeah. reliable of a tackler he is in the open field. Man, he's great. He's great at, at winning one-on-ones in the open field and getting the ball carrier down. Yeah, dude, he's actually very athletic and reads the game very well. It's just Play that eight-man football, dude. That's true. That is very true. And then, you know, small college football at Idaho or at Boise State, you know. So, uh, man, I hate to say it, though, but I think his career may be done, dude. Just too many problems with his neck, you know, and this is just like a lingering well, when issue. You, when you're a linebacker, and you, I mean, still, like, you're – I know that the rules have changed. I know the technique's supposed to have changed or whatnot. You're supposed to put, you know, your hat on the ball or whatever. But I, 
I'm pretty sure Van Der Esch and most other linebackers were taught to use this thing right here as a weapon and <laughs> put it right here in, in the chest, hit him, and then rise up and oh, kind yeah. of try to decapitate and knock the helmet off. I, I mean, that's a, how I was taught. That's why you do power cleans for a reason, right? So that you can to, sit there and jerk up 325 pounds, you know, at, at Oh, I thought you were to say jerk something else. 325 hey, man, pounds. You, you I was like, man, a lot of them. Hey, look, my rappel tower, my rappel tower does not weigh 325 <laughs> I'll tell you that right now, man. Might be 325 ounces, if you will. Um, anyways, no, nah, man. I love your uh I like your little atmosphere you got going. Real festive, dude. Oh you man, you know, man. You were yeah, talking man. about how you wanted to set the scene up and set everything up yesterday or last week when we were on. Oh yeah, man. I was all disappointed. I was like, I had this idea, you know, when you see the vision and you, and you can't materialize the vision the day that you need it. And it's just like, oh, I didn't take technology into for account. You know, it's like, oh, it takes time to load those videos. <laughs> and then I can make them, but it takes, a, it takes a little while for them to actually load and run. So, yeah, this when, time, uh, though, I'm on it. When did you get back into Austin? Uh, Thanksgiving night. Thanksgiving like, night. I just had Thanksgiving dinner with my brother's in-laws, who are super nice, man. So, like, you know, and they're a big Cowboys fan. So, you know, try to stop me from having a good time. And then just drove back. I mean, that's like a five-hour drive, so it's not too yeah. bad. You know, so that's saying, that's pretty Galveston, short. I, Galveston wasn't that bad of a drive. Like I felt like it kind of went pretty easily. And honestly, I didn't hit any traffic going there or coming back in Houston at all. So um, too much. <laughs> that's like a miracle. Well, I mean, I also left at like one a.m. You know what I mean? Still, so, uh, but yeah, no traffic at all. Um, there a couple a few dead animals on 290 so yeah what type of um, dead animals the, uh, what, like what did you see i didn't get i didn't i did not get out and inspect the carcass but it yeah. looked like a deer i saw three deers and i swear three, one, how, how many were how many were the three. deers plural yeah yeah multiple deers deer, like deer, you don't put an s on deer no nah, man i saw two dead on the way and then yeah, I saw you know, one coming little, back. On. You threw an F on deer. You can't put. Oh, oh I put deers. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You're right. See, this is why I'm bad at my job sometimes. It's like I have, you know how Yogi Berra has his yogiisms, And I, I got my smash yeah, No, for sure. Mr. Hinojosa, thank you guys for uh, checking out the show. Thank you so much. How's your morning going, guys? Hey, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Glad to have you along. Hey, tell us what you guys did during this weekend yeah, you, you were celebrating let's, yeah. hear, let's see it in the chat line make sure you guys are hitting us up on this youtube chat channel uh let us know what you guys did for thanksgiving where you guys watch the games at we're gonna break these games down in just a couple of minutes here but also man um hit us up on that code of text line as well 512-222-9328 you guys know the drill if you guys are mobile and aren't able to watch us on your screen look at our our sexy mugs on your screen there make sure did you're hitting us up on that code of text line as well we'll be checking them out um, from time to time and make sure that we're getting your all's comments as well um yes so smash uh we watched and it's gonna kind of sound a little bit uneventful but it it mm -hmm. kind of was some of the best thanksgiving time that i've ever spent right because we were so confined to a space we were in a condo not you know what we usually uh spend our holidays in but we were forced to kind of be all in one room for four days <laughs> and, like um, that episode, I, thought King gonna, of the Hill. I, I thought nice. i was gonna go batshit crazy i thought i was gonna lose Dude. my stuff not having my privacy or whatnot but it was fantastic it was fun um usually i watch the games by myself just mm -hmm. so i can analyze them and dissect them a little bit but it i forgot how much fun it is to have my wife there watching the games with my son and my son being like god mom just but what 
what is that what you saw on the TV right there? How do you think that they got the ball? Just my wife being completely clueless, right? Just kind of usually having the game on just for like the the white noise to kind of block everything else out so yeah. she can do her word puzzles or whatnot. But she was actually because we we invested so much time into like the the mob tours and the stuff that she wanted to do too. She was kind of investing the time back into sports and everything, which was great. But at the same time, I just wanted to turn and be like, hey, let I don't I haven't seen this movie yet either. You know what I mean? Let's <laughs> let's watch and see how this plays out. I don't know what's gonna happen. Dude, I you know, so I glad think I might guys... know, but let's just gonna go. Well, why do they hate Michigan so much? How comes everybody <laughs> she she wasn't caught up on the narrative? She didn't know what happened with Harbaugh. And uh and she was just like, Well, he why is he why is Coach Jerome coaching right now instead of uh instead of Coach Jim? And so she like she, there's a there's a few things that Katie just kind of leaves out, and, and also you can't well, have you can't cheer against the opposition at all. Um, she wants every team to win. Um, everybody, oh. <laughs> everybody out there to have fun. You know, she's just out there for everybody to have a good time. And she even has a a damn shirt. Like my my son got her a shirt like that because he made fun of her so much. Because during the games when we would watch Reed, she'd still yeah. be cheering for the other team. Overall. <laughs> I mean, you—that's great sportsmanship or whatever. Yeah, and that's really like, nice we of her. Texas, we went to a Texas Stars game a couple of years ago, and I, I took Reed and a few of his friends. And yeah, you heckle the goalie. You're supposed to heckle the goalie. Yeah, that's kind of your like, job as a fan. Do that. What if his mom's watching? What if his mom's watching right I now? Hope They're going to be upset. <laughs> of course she is. But that's that's just where that's where Katie goes. Like like she doesn't really have that that killer instinct of a sports fan in her right she's well, got that's why you guys party. make such a great pairing though man you sure. guys are so much better than hollow notes you We're know a- not fighting <laughs> with each other like that you know you heard about that i was so no, sad what what dude apparently what? hall put a restraining order on oats like apparently they're like what? not friends yeah like it's all charade or charade whatever you want to say like apparently they're not cool with each other yeah no can do for that what the hell all right you you can't tease this to me no man that's what happened this week we'll get into the sports here in just a second i gotta hear some hall and oats dirt yeah man that happened like on thanksgiving day or like right before thanksgiving the news broke on like social media yeah like this past week and it was all like about like oh hall files restraining order against oats apparently they've been having like some disputes and um over what over royalty like i don't know i don't i don't know creative differences i can't they didn't really go into detail like all they said was that there was a restraining order completely ignorant on this were 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 hall and oats were john oats and and daryl hall were were they an item no no those guys are you you never know anymore but i guess you never know right i mean who's the judge i mean dwight howard you know (laughs) we found out what was going on in his bedroom so uh, Jeez, you know everybody's free to do what they want to do. You know, no, man, that's what I like about this country. It's free but, shit. But yeah, so like when I heard that they weren't actually friends, apparently now, you know, like they're not creative partners. They're like financial partners, you know, because it's all a business according to Hall. But John Oates didn't say anything about this, so I, I, I don't know, man. It's tied up in like legalities now, but it's pretty it's pretty heartbreaking right it's just like man the ultimate like, like one, of, one of my favorite duos from the yeah. 80s man yeah Easy like, lover in overtime. Dun, dun. oh man that like i i can't go for that it's probably one of my favorite oh, dude. awesome jam but, yeah, uh, i do anything 
I can't I can't get up that high right now. It's too early in the morning. It's too early yes. for that. Welcome <laughs> to the Wagner Wire. It is a Thanksgiving celebration, Dr. Pepper Sunday, because what? we are going to the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship. Oh, yeah. Longhorns, baby. That's what I'm talking about, man. In dominating fashion at that, because I was concerned if they were going to cover or not. <laughs> are your nipples hard? Are your nipples are hard? Probably. Huh? Are your nipples I mean, hard? this thing, this shirt Wait, is pretty like, tight. You didn't think they were going to cover? Uh, you thought it was they would to cover? It was 14 and a half, right? Yeah, no, 17 and a half. And a half. 14 and a half, I thought. I thought it was 14 and a half at kick. I thought it opened up at 12. I could be I wrong. Saw, I got to look. I got to look back at that. The last I saw, I thought it was 17 and a half because it was a two touchdown plus a field goal. So, yeah. That's what I saw, and I was like, "Ah, oh, man, you know, it's just feeling, one of those I was, games." I was feeling three. I was feeling three scores, though. Like I even said that last week, Wait. I was feeling uh, at least three scores of dominance from the Longhorns. As as I was thinking through all this stuff in my head, and even with Tech and their quarterback situation, it was just kind of like, "Man, they always play them pretty tough, no matter where this game is. It's the final Big Twelve game ever between these two. Who knows when they're going to play again? You're going to obviously get their best shot." And that might be enough to at least uh, kind of do what Auburn did to Alabama yesterday. Yeah, how about that game? We'll talk about that too. Man. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was thinking. What was Were going you to able happen? To see that game? No, man. I like after I got back, and then I came back, and I saw like all the highlights afterwards, and I was like, "Wow, what a contest!" And you know, I went back and watched some extended stuff, you know, last night. But I was just like, "Dude, I wish I would have watched that live." I can't believe. I'm just like if you're on defense, it's the Iron Bowl, man. I was telling Reed too. I was just like, he's like, Daddy, you gonna you got any interest in him? He's like, No, Bama's gonna Bama's gonna take it to, to Auburn. I didn't think the Tigers were gonna come up and show out. No, Dude. man, they lost. They lost to New Mexico State last week. New Mexico State. When was the last time you talked about the Aggies of New Mexico State? Um, basketball, <laughs> maybe right? Like, like usually they usually they get in, they win their. Usually they win their conference or their division for basketball, and they get into the to the tournament that way. Yeah, that's the only time I really hear about New Mexico State. Yeah, but you never hear about them for football. It's been for ages. I, I don't think any they've been relevant since like the eighties, maybe the seventies. But regardless, yeah. the, the fact that they beat an SEC team like Auburn didn't give me much hope that Auburn was going to keep that game close at all. So that's how come you know, no matter how bad the record is, it's just like they bring their tortillas with them from Lubbock, and they're going to toss them. <laughs> at ut anyway so i just figure like eh, that might disrupt us maybe a little bit but people were just so amped up for senior night that i think Dude, jeb, that the fans jeb carried bush. over that game jeb but are you serious have a night have a senior day bush how about know, that, how great man? was that you start off getting getting a sack and then all of a sudden you get a you know an interception pick six off the toe off the toe don't you know my off god the volley man that was some um, football in football it was great <laughs> hey how about look at i like the play that you just did there man love it oh uh, so in dominating fashion 57 to 7 and then oregon turns it up over oregon state my i mean we're, we got some playoff scenarios to talk about here but we also i want to i want to go down and break down all the games first just uh um, just from a solo standpoint here and kind of get your, you know, your analysis on all of them. I mean, I, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll touch on Bama and Auburn just because you, um, you saw a couple of extended highlights for it here. Um, but did, did Bama play convincing? Now, again, I know it's, you know, everybody gets up, everybody that's in the SEC, especially if you're Auburn, you're going to get up for Bama, right? Did 
Bama win or play convincingly enough to, I guess, make you think that they have a shot, a legitimate shot at knocking off the Bulldogs? Ooh, that's a tough question. I want to say that they always they've have a playing, bunch of chance, playing, right? Their level of trajectory, like Milrow's been playing fantastic the past couple of weeks, right? But yeah, they had they they regressed a little bit playing. I don't even know if they if I can say they regressed. Uh Auburn played fantastic. We'll say that. Auburn probably played one of their best games, and Alabama did not play the best game that they needed to play. And I think it, you know, you kind of saw that on the tape yesterday or on the on you know on the screen on Saturday. To that point, I still think regardless of how average Bama played or Bama looked appeared to play yesterday. I still feel like they can give Georgia a shot. Um, I think Georgia is going to beat Alabama, but I think that Bama can still contest to make this somewhat of a close game because I was getting, I was getting a little bit worried that Georgia was just going to run away with this thing after what I saw them do, or after I've seen how potent their offense has been over the past two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, they've been really dangerous. I mean, that's pretty much this whole season. Georgia looks like they're going to be unstoppable. But I mean, it's, but, it, you, but it's been their defense that's been the dominant portion, and their offense hasn't been clicking just yet. And now that their offense is firing on all cylinders, it makes me think, holy shit, this team might be the best <laughs> in the land instead of Michigan. Oh, easily, easily. I, I still, even though Michigan won yesterday, I, I still don't think that I still got real. Michigan, man. I still got Michigan. Really? Yeah. Oh man, they, I, I still they, don't they, see uh, they can. They can beat you in different styles of play. They can beat you with speed, and they can beat you with size. They can they can run the damn ball for two halves and just do nothing but execution and still be able to come out victorious. Now, again, oh, that was against Penn State. Um, but you've seen, you know, they were – I won't say dominant. Their defense was pretty damn dominant last night or or yesterday against the Ohio State, right? Um, and when I look at when I look at Michigan's defense – I do have comparisons with the Texas Longhorns defense. I just think that the Michigan Wolverines defense is superior, more superior in the secondary than they are than than the Longhorns are in their secondary. Now, again, that front four getting a, getting a rush on that front four allows that defense. Yeah, it kind of it kind of disguises a little bit of the vulnerabilities in that secondary, right? If you can get a decent pass rush, man, and you can, you know, get to the quarterback within two seconds or whatnot, you don't allow that vulnerability to be exposed in the secondary, right? Like the quarterback can't find the pockets and can't get the wide open wide receivers. So uh, yeah, me, that's you're going to keep, you're going to keep that secondary a little bit intact and not exposed. Um, but if you, if you fail to get a pass rush, you know, I mean, hell any, it, it's tough for anybody to cover somebody for seconds. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it just is man. Um, but if you, if you allow – if Michigan doesn't get a pass rush, though, like I feel like their defensive backs can stay with with Big Ten wide receivers or it appears that they can stay with Big Ten wide receivers. It seems like the Longhorns struggle with just basic crossing routes. I mean, or, they went or, against – slant routes. I mean, they went and, against and, and arguably – I could be very pessimistic just because of the, the Longhorns, and I just have like a, a pessimistic eye because they're our team. But Smash, that's just what I'm seeing. Is that not no, what you're seeing? I, no, man. I mean, think about it. I mean, Michigan just faced the arguably the best wide receiver in the entire class. No, he's he's the best wide receiver in college. And football. and they were able to minimize the damage that he inflicted. 
granted, you know he was going to get his. Oh, yeah, he was going to get his. Yeah, he got like, what, five catches, 180-something yards with TD, you know? But that was it. That was it against your major, your major opposition. The one thing that I have working against Michigan here in this case is that they did that at home. I don't know if they can walk into like an SEC environment and, and be able to pull yeah, this off on the road. Now, you think, I, they, I, you think they beat the Buckeyes at the horseshoe? Mm, I, I don't know, man. Without Harbaugh. That's the thing. You know, when you start taking in all these variables, I, I'm just kind of like, man, they kind of remind me of uh, one of those really strong Notre Dame teams at the beginning of the college football, you know, Brady Quinn, Charlie Weiss era where, you know, they were really good defensively, real solid. And everybody was hyping them up, hyping them up. But then when they had to play the actual championship game, they came to get it done, you know, things like that. And and that's kind of what I see out of Michigan. It's like, is McCarthy enough to lead you the way? Cause right now he is what I think is a, Really great game manager. He made some awesome throws yesterday. Yeah, he's not a Heisman Trophy quarterback, but he can win you the game. You know, yeah, I mean? like he can put you in in decent positions, and also he can extend the play. He's fantastic with his legs, but he still makes. But you saw him make this play uh, again, and it worked out to to the benefit of Michigan. But you still you see him make boneheaded plays where he sprints all over, all the way across to the right and then throws back to his left. Exactly, you know, timely. So and some of the faces- greatest. Quarterbacks can do that, you know, improvising like Patrick Mahomes, Brett Farber, yeah, whatnot. Not everybody's Maybe that's the way. route that McCarthy is trying to take, but still, man, ill-advised throws at the wrong time could lean, you know, lead to pick sixes and you know the opposition scoring the, the other way. So exactly where I was getting at, especially against elite defenses with speed like a Georgia, because I don't think you know. Obviously, they played some really good teams. Penn State's defense looked pretty solid even yesterday, but I, I think. I think it's just kind of like an East Coast bias and especially that that North and Midwest bias. I, I just always feel that they really try to hype up their teams because we hype up our teams so much and sure, they have sure. to kind of match that energy. But I think the teams from the South are just the real deal Like when it comes to athleticism and being able to press coverage uh, going against elite caliber athletes. I don't think McCarthy... That's that That would be my main concern if I was a Michigan fan. It's like, We've seen Milrow, despite his disastrous play at times, be able to win you a football game. Right. I don't right. think McCarthy can do that for you if you're a Wolverines fan. Um, he can lead McCarthy, you to one. I think McCarthy can win you a game, can win you a game or two. I don't think he's the most talented quarterback out there. I think that it's, it's you know. I don't. Who? It, which quarterback it, do you take on the last play of a game? Between Milrow and McCarthy? Yeah. Last play of the game to win you the game. You know, and you're about 20 yards out. Who are you taking? I know they can both make the throw, but I'm still taking, taking McCarthy over. based off of the reps that he has had over the past two seasons. I would still it, take Milrow, man. His I legs, mean, on pure athleticism, on pure athleticism and ability, I'm taking Milrow. But based off, I'm a you know me. I'm a guy. I, I like having. I like having the experience. I like having you know as much reps as I can. Give me, give me the why, give me the old wise guy is what I like to say, man. Um, there are, you know, we talked about, you know, the dominance in the east and the northeast, and then you know how dominant football has been down south. But what about out west, Smash? What about the Pac-12? Oh, may it rest in peace, man. I stayed up late to watch the very last regular season Pac-12 game between UCLA and Cal, and ended up being a snoozer at the end. Cal actually starting to look pretty good now. I'm very surprised by that, but Stop. nobody knows. 
Stop. Hey, hey, man, Mendoza looks like the real deal at quarterback. They finally got somebody, but you just never know. I mean, the last time they had a good quarterback was what? Aaron Rodgers, right? Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Hold on. Boiler. Is he, is, is he the last one? He's the only one that I can think off off the top of my head. There is that Kyle Bowler guy, right? He played like right after him or before him. One of the two. I, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, out of the random stuff I can remember, that's all I remember about I'm Cal football. Oh, and Marshawn Lynch, right? Marshawn Lynch. Well, I mean, they were on the same squad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, quarterback, I, I think you're right. Cal is, for some reason, man, I thought we I thought there was more representation at the quarterback position. Not not from like them. Cal. It's You know, I mean, California, yes, though. Obviously, yeah, like USC UCLA, had the, USC, stuff like that. Yeah. And UCLA used to produce some good ones back in the day, but, you know, nothing to what USC has had recently. Let's say hi to some of these guys, man. Shadow Bearded, thank you so much for tuning in. Doke Bailey, thank you. Zidic, thank you so much for coming in here. Texas Horn 75 and Mr. Hinojosa, thank you so much for showing up and giving us a little bit of your comments. We will be Touting out some of the comments as well on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328. Also, audiovisual consultations, guys. We are able to watch all the football that we watch and all the sports that we watch with AB Consultations. Go to the website at abconsultations.com and look at the gallery of projects that they've done over the past 35 years. Since 1988, they've been setting the standard in audiovisual automation. I got two flat screen televisions, 4K style right behind me, two arcade units behind me as well. Audiovisual consultations can get you going with that avconsultations.com, right? avconsultations.com, look at the gallery of projects for 35 years and you can get an idea. You might not like what I have down, down uh, out here or downstairs like the dream theater system that I have. You might not like that. It might not be your cup of tea, right? But we can get you that perfect cup of tea at avconsultations.com. You can check out that project, the gallery of projects that I just got done telling you about and you will get an idea. 512-255-8678, the very best in audiovisual automation. It's AV Consultations. All right, my guy. I do want to see if somebody gets if somebody gets the golf simulator out there because I know he can do that too. Invite me over so I can try it out because I've been dying to do this. (laughs) If they do a golf simulator, you got to think that they can do a baseball simulator, right? Dude, have you seen those parks? It's like a top golf, but it's for baseball. Let's go up to the bar at Round Rock, the Round Rock Bar at the Express. Yeah, you. Oh, that's basically. You, you have we can too. go to Globe. You can hit. You can hit the home run derby. You can smash the the home run derby at Globe there, and I can go up to Camden Yards and I can hit the belt. Uh, I can hit the warehouse, man. That'd be How awesome, that? man. I can smash yeah, and get smashed. Of course, virtually, but still, it's still a pretty damn good time, man. But no, the ball comes straight up. It launches. It's it's kind of like being off the tee, but it's just like uh, you know, just air kind of like lost it. Oh it, right? yeah, yeah, like the ones for the little kids, thing, dude. dude like it's you get them, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. kind of like it's kind of like being right off the tee. I was asking, have you seen those things like Top Golf that they're building? It's like a what, top where the golf. ball where the ball just comes up out of the ground. No, no, it's like Top Golf in the sense where it's like you know you have multiple bays and stuff, and you can get drinks, but it's going to be for baseball. And it'll have like virtual pitchers and stuff, and yeah, and you'll be able That's, to. So it's it's kind of it's instead of a batting cage, it's kind of like just. It's like a ritzy batting cage. cage. It's t-ball cages. It, no, it's more like a ritzy batting cage. But like you, like you're actually going to be like hitting out and it yeah, can but measure. Nothing, but, but no, like the the ball is no a real baseball. So a cage is being thrown at you, or excuse yeah, me, a cage yeah, is throwing like, a ball at you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be all, all right, like yeah. ritzed up, and it's supposed Where the to be hell is like. This that? 
Uh, they're supposed to be building one like in Dallas or something like that. Of course, and, and, and like what, Vegas, it's gonna be fifty dollars an hour just to rent oh, easily. one out. Easily, that's exactly what's gonna be. I mean, you have a better chance of going to the red light district in Galveston and having a better time, you know. <laughs> Hey man, you can have a great time in the red light district of Gallison. Me and Willie D, man. I'm telling you right now, we had a fantastic time. Welcome. What a great game and uh what a great game and end of year uh for college football. Yeah, I don't have my glasses on or my contacts in right now, guys. So I'm gonna no contacts gonna still. To, what's so dude? Yeah, we already found out. out. <laughs> I, I haven't I, I busted out. I haven't I haven't really ordered my prescription. I need to get a new um eye exam apparently because i've been out for a year or two you know i haven't had oh. you know, an eye exam in over a year or whatnot so i gotta yeah. get new i gotta get a new exam before i can get new contacts and new glasses and i just hadn't had that time yet because i was down in galveston see um, man it's all a scam all a scam big <laughs> big, big, big lens won't let you get your lenses until you go to the doctor just me ordering and paying you know just you know the amount of money that it is just to renew my lenses now i gotta pay an extra uh, you know, hundred and some dollars for a damn eye exam. When I can tell you that my eyes are the same as they were, you know, two years ago or a year ago. I, it's just there. I get it. I get it. They want to take care of my, you know, my vision or whatever. My optometrist yeah. wants to be, you know, the best optometrist in the world, but also they want some moolah. They oh, yeah, definitely yeah, everybody, moolah. everybody needs their, their cut. Right. Just like they did. Yeah, 100%, 100% man. All right. So Welcome let's back to Galveston. Let's pull up the standings, guy. Let's pull up the standings here. And we had some college landscape kind of shift yesterday, right? The, do those do, does the voting come in today? It, it will, it'll come out tonight, or it might be it might be Tuesday night. I think it's Tuesday night. Okay, I could be wrong. I, it, I could yeah, be because because now everything that's coming up next, it will be like what championship bowls and then Army Navy game right. because it's the last right. game. So, okay, so there's still some. There's still some hope that the Longhorns can sneak into this thing and be maybe the four going into the college football playoff. But I wanted to get your your take on this because even and it, this is tough for me to say this, even with one loss, I don't know how. And Texas Longhorns fans, please. Understand that I graduated from the University of Texas and I love the Longhorns just as much as all of us, all right? But I don't know if I can put the Longhorns ahead of Ohio State. Maybe not I, Ohio State. Well, I mean, could you put them in Florida State? Yeah, yeah, I could put Even them if they Florida win State, the championship game? Florida State's undefeated. They're undefeated so far. Oh, now, do, now, can something happen next week? Yeah. Because um, I think this is a team that beats Florida State easily. I mean, especially with their quarterback situation now. Yeah, I mean, Louisville's got a shot for sure, right? Um, Louisville beats Florida State. Florida State drops, okay? One one lost team. One lost team. I think Texas is better than that one lost team. Washington and Oregon, all right? Oh, what happens if Washington loses? Oregon's going to jump. Oregon's still ahead of us, right? But Oregon's going to jump up. They might get a three. They they could jump up to a three. That's true. Where does that leave Texas? I mean, it's, I mean, clearly Washington, because it's going to be next week. If Washington loses, they will drop back even further. They like they'll have even less of a chance than Ohio State has. And Ohio State, they don't. They're not going to play anybody next week, so they're idle. So yeah, 
But still, that being said, with the one-loss teams, it's hard for me to put Texas above Ohio State. It, mm. it sucks, It, but it just is. Like, for some reason, I still – it's not for some reason. It's 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 the, the eye in the sky, man. Like, when I, well, look at the, when I look at Ohio State, I see a better football team than I do with the Longhorns. Or I see a more consistent team than I do with the Longhorns. Now, if you want to break down the positions, I would say that Quinn Ewers is a – is a much better quarterback than McLeod. Um, yeah, but I, I think but that's. I think that, with the amount of talent right that both those teams have, I think it comes down to coaching. And from what we saw yesterday, Sark, or what we saw from this past week, let's put it that way so you can have a comparison. Sark willing to roll the die and play the numbers game when it when it when it suits his team the most, and he usually comes through at a high percentage rate. Whereas Coach Day too conservative for my liking and he was too conservative yesterday as well and i feel like it cost him the game now did it cost him his job it, no not yet just because he's been so good against everybody else but if he loses that game next year then yeah he's gone Dude, but i don't think he's gone after he this he didn't even go up against harble this year i know I'm, I'm with you but i mean you can't discount Kind of like how we're trying to compare all these one loss teams. You can't really discount his body of work like any other school. I mean, think about it. He's only lost, what, like six, seven games against all the other teams? <laughs> he's beat ranked teams while he's been there. The only ranked team he hasn't been able to beat has been Michigan. So Shadow Bearded says, I guess I can see that. Ohio State beating two uh, loss Penn State and three loss Notre Dame is better than Texas beating a one loss Alabama. Um, and four lost Kansas and Kansas State. No, it's not just that too, um, Shadow Bearded. It's was it Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yeah, I mean, there's they got the best player in, in all of, or the best wide receiver in all of football. Easily. Now you could argue that that we have maybe the number two. We had the fastest dude in all of football, Xavier Worthy. Yeah, um, definitely the maybe, most explosive. Maybe I'm just down the Longhorns because they're my team. You know what I mean? And 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 I feel like this about. I feel like this about almost every, you know, squad that I see, like when I see the opposition, you know I mean? Like, man, are they bigger than us? You know what I mean? Like, like naturally, like my, my first question is, God, they just, our guys don't ever look that big when, when they are, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's just, maybe it's just like, it's just perception, right? It's probably like, you know, the, the backyard perception where I see these people all the time. Um, and I don't get, or I don't have so much of an intimate, relationship or intimate vibe with the other schools not that i'm i'm you know entrenched or or you know we're gonna find you sneaking around that ohio state library or what man i'm not (laughs) not that i'm gonna be you know connor stallions or anything like that but still i mean you you guys we're we're invested a lot more in the longhorns than we are with any other college program let's admit obviously Um, obviously but but, but i mean you make great points though man i mean it it, it is hard to put them over ohio state the one thing that texas does have going for them is just that they've been playing really good football as of late and if they can make a big statement in the championship game that definitely helps their chances that's like the one thing is just trying to take advantage of the fact that ohio state won't be playing because college football is such a what have you done for me lately exactly business it's it's it's, you're only as good as your last trip 100 exactly. right it, it and it's week to week which sucks but i mean that's just it's instantaneous and it's 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 constant instant gratification is and that's what you need for college football like that's that's what all the you know the committees are looking for anyways it's week by week because clearly. we've seen it, it each it's the vibe but we've seen it in the past. Here, 
Uh, let me ask you guys this. What defense would you guys take over Texas? I wouldn't take another one over ours this year, but at least Texas can get the conference championship. No, Shadowbearded, I agree with you. There, um, I'll say, man, I'll say Michigan's defense is. I'm not. I'm not so much worried about their offense, man. Their their defense is pretty damn nasty. It's pretty damn ferocious. I think that we have probably one of the top defensive, if not the top three. It's top five defensive fronts, and I I will argue with anybody to the to the tooth that it's top three. Um, oh, easily. I mean, they dominate almost every seven, game. Our front seven might even be top three if you include the linebackers with that with that uh, front four as well. I think they're a fantastic unit. They complement each other well, but where I see our vulnerabilities are at is in the secondary, and I don't see Michigan getting as exposed or getting exposed as much. I haven't seen Michigan getting exposed as much in the secondary as I have the Longhorns. Now, granted, I've been paying much more closer eye to our secondary than the the Wolverines' secondary, but them being able to contain Marvin. And Marvin, we knew that Marvin Harrison Jr. was going to get his, right? Any type of stud like that is just going to get theirs. Um, I thought they played fantastic. I thought they were able to get after it with their stunt. Like, I think they stunt better on the defensive front four than we do. Um, They also get holding calls. I saw Michigan get some holding calls yesterday. I haven't seen the Longhorns get a holding call on their defensive front four. Um, That's true. I haven't seen them force holding calls. Now, look, I've seen a lot of holds. I've seen them actually try to force (laughs) them. It's just the referees are hesitant to award them the holding calls. Okay, so. you want you want to hear something crazy, man? Because I actually looked up the stats. I, I do that from time to time, right? You are correct <laughs> right. about Michigan. <laughs> well, because you know it's it's such a passionate conversation. I don't want to get numbers involved, you know. But well, you, sometimes it's cool to look at them. It's a numbers game, baby. It's but, numbers. But but you're right. Okay, so Michigan has only allowed two hundred and thirty four point eight total yards of. They're defense. the number one defense in the country. Exactly. Penn State was right behind them. Ohio State. In that top 25, if you're taking account for all um, all FBS teams, Texas doesn't even rank. Same thing with pass defense. Texas doesn't rank in the top 25 there either. However, they do rank in the top five at number five in rushing defense. Rushing, yeah, they're, they're one of the best rushing defenses in in the league, man. Like I said, and that goes to the that goes to that unit of the front seven, right? Like when the linebacker mm. core in the in the front four can get it going, man. Um, and going back to what you were saying, uh, Michigan is also the best scoring defense as they've yeah. only allowed like nine points per contest. Like I didn't think they were that good. Obviously, I don't have a lot of love look how for good, Big look Ten how football. Good Penn State's de- look how good Penn State's defense is. Penn Four. State's defense is, is fantastic. In yeah, 12.5 games well. game. Right. Yeah. Um, but and, and they don't really come off to you as a dominant force, right? No. But they're so damn fast. Their team speed is just tremendous. They're they're supersonic fast with their yeah, man. You think about linebacker U, and it kind of has like these different connotations, like oh, these big burly, you know, hitting linebackers. But now they take in the Miami model in the nineties with the neck pieces and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lamar Arrington. (laughs) There you go. You owe me a Dr Pepper, by the way. I I was gonna say you owe me a Coke, but okay, or at least an Allstat beer or something. Hey, but uh, Texas ended up being number 16, you know, when it comes to scoring defense. So I'm like, hey, you know, it's a pretty solid unit. And yeah, like you were saying, that front four, I would take on almost any given day because the one thing that doesn't show up is how they dominate the line of scrimmage because that's what I've seen from them all year. 
But yeah, I would have to go back and watch the Michigan defense tape because you are correct in your assessment that statistically they are the best defense in the country. And also, like what I think our defensive line does so well, and and what usually you see this from from championship caliber defenses, right? The defensive line not only do they make plays and get you know get penetration in the backfield and to clog stuff up, and Michigan does this so damn good too, right? They don't allow the offensive line. They don't allow the opposition, the offensive line opposition, or the opposition's offensive line. They don't allow them to get off of their blocks and get to the second tier of the line or get to the second level of the linebackers. So most of the time, if you're the Longhorns or if you're the Wolverines, your linebackers are roaming free. You're scraping free, able to make that tackle, right? Able to get into your one-on-one situations. Mm -hmm. And you should not lose a one-on-one situation in an open field. You should be able to make that open field tackle, right? But most of the time, the Longhorns and the Wolverines have eight hats or around eight hats flying to the ball, man. They are gang tackling. They're excellent on, on their pursuit. And it's because that their offensive line, the opposition offensive line, is not able to get to the second level and get to the blocks because the defensive front four is so dominant and, and demanding double teams, dude. Like they, you have to double team our interior at the point of attack almost every play, or else they're just going to eat your lunch. Oh, easily. But let me ask you something because it just popped into my head, Wags. What happens if this thing gets thrown into chaos and Alabama somehow pulls the upset against Georgia? Okay. You'd like to think that we have the... I don't think that helps Texas at all. That I think so. I think, well, we still have the head-to-head over Alabama, right? This is very true, but they easily would have the most impressive win and therefore... Even though they lost to us or Texas, they'd be like, but we beat the best team in the country. So, yeah, ahead, college football playoff, and that's like one less spot for one lost team. If they Because Georgia would still have to go, right? Hold on, there's there's a caveat to that. If they say, but we beat the best team in the country, aren't they the best team in the country? And didn't we beat the best team in the country? No, I'm going down to to spitball type of type of uh, scenario here but still like i i think i think alabama's claim holds a little bit more water than our claim because of how relevant or how Mm -hmm. it's all about when it happens right when it happens um and how how, i guess soon it happened but uh you could also argue that alabama is a different team than they were in week three so exactly we and we Um, talked about that last week. week not like not our week three i'm talking about like college football week three we didn't play we didn't play alabama until college football week three so yeah, but I mean, like we, we talked about last week, it's like, oh, different teams at the end of the season as opposed to when they start off. The one good thing right. about this Texas team is that they have been consistently good the entire time. And it's been nice to see a football team give you very little headaches for an entire season. And it was good to see Arch Manning make his appearance in that game too. Oh, so I'm I'm on the fence with that. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah. <laughs> now, I know <laughs> so a lot you of people down here like... Slower. A lot of people want to see Arch Manning play, and I get it. And you know, he's not going to burn any red shirts anymore right now. We're, you know, he's still got what three more games, you know, until he can lose his red shirt status. Yeah, he's fine. He's is he? He's great. He, I thought he went out there and proved everybody that he's one of the most highly touted recruits. Right? I don't need to see that again. <laughs> You're like, I don't need to see it again. I'm convinced. He is the guy for our future. That statement alone, he is the guy for our future. 
Do not roll him out. Do not try to damper and darken our future. We know that we have one hell of a quarterback right now with Quinn Ewers, right? Let him spin the damn thing, okay? Let him go out there and get it. Let him get his yards. Let him get his stats up. Let us get it. Let him get his Sunday project uh, projectory, his Sunday tape ready for these scouts. All right. Oh man, but don't, he's not there yet. Don't let Arch anywhere near the goddamn field, please. <laughs> I I will say I this: I, was, I do not want him hurt. And that's where I was going to get at. I was concerned when the, when that fumble occurred and he tried to dive he after to it to get back it? on it. Yeah, that and I was like, your shoulders, no. That could have easily been a broken hand. If a helmet falls on that hit. Now, look, I, I know I'm saying you don't play you don't play um, football as yeah. a pussy. I, I get that, man. Yeah, yeah, you got to play. But I was just thinking, too. I was like, no, your shoulder. Please don't hurt that. <laughs> you need that. I mean, like, what do everybody think of that? I mean, that's got to be Sarkeesian's thought, right? And if you're Sarkeesian, you're just like, Jesus Christ, do we get this guy out of here now? Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you'd like to see him be a competitor. All no the pundits on the 40 acres? Because literally, that's what it felt like. Like It felt like that move went into play because all of the questions the you know leading up to it the past couple of weeks with Malik Murphy and well how come we hadn't seen Arch how come we have, when are we going to see Arch now i don't know there was speculations with Malik Murphy if he was hurt or not but i um i i know Jeff Howe reported that that Malik Murphy excuse me that Dr Pepper's coming up <laughs> i know Jeff Howe uh stated that Malik Murphy was there um on the field, I just can't. I can't remember the time. I have to go back and look at these text messages, man. But, dude, uh, you know, you would think that Malik Murphy would be able to tat it out there, going, uh, you know, up against Texas Tech. But for some reason, uh, what or whatnot, you know, Malik Murphy didn't play. I'll have to get that that news for you guys. But yeah, um, I, it was, it was nice to see Quinn or not Quinn. It was nice to see Arch, Arch. get a few snaps. But again, he's proven that he doesn't need to take any more snaps. Um, we know that the guy is one hell of an athlete. I loved what I saw with his legs. You got, so when he does take over at the helm, you have that portion of your offense that's going to be able to be sprinkled in there, right? Because if somebody gets pursued on Arch, he's going to be able to outrun it and outmaneuver. Ewers, we've seen Ewers make those scampers around the end, but I don't exactly think he's the most fleet of foot as Arch Manning is. So still, it was fantastic to see Arch come out, but let's 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 pump the brakes for this one there, Coach Sark, because we don't need all gas with Arch Manning right now. Let's, let's refuel that tank, okay? Let's refuel that tank and then unload it with some super high caliber uh, proficient fuel uh, next year and have this dude just lead us to a national championship next year as well. If, As well, oh my God! I don't. I'm not saying that we're winning the national championship this year. It's, it's it's wishful thinking so far. So no, but I mean, it's kind of having some reminiscence, uh, like the Vince Young era, where they get a really big bowl win the year before winning a national championship. You know, like all the pieces are starting to meld together in a timely fashion. That's how it feels right now. I don't want to jinx anything, obviously, but it, it, it does have that similar feeling to when I first moved to Austin. And when the Longhorns are good, it makes this city fun. And it makes the party even after the games even more fun. So it's been a, a really great year to be living in Austin because UT's been doing so well. Uh, let me ask you this. You concerned yeah, that Malik Oregon Murphy, could beat... Malik Murphy was on the sideline, but he was banged up. He was hurt. That's why he didn't go in. Okay. Yeah, that's what I, I think they said on the television. Like they were like, "Oh, he's just not available, but he's dressed out to be there." Obviously, he wanted to be a part of Senior Day. I don't blame him. It's such a great atmosphere. 
If you did, if you could suit out, he would suit right. out. And then uh, Shadowbeard hurt on the 95 yard kick return by Keelan Robinson. Again. Got jeez. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, he'll be able to heal it quickly because you want to make sure yep. that you have your backup quarterback back just in case, you know, if something happens to yours in the championship game. And then if somebody wants to make a decision for the bowl game, I still don't think yours is ready though yet to go to the next level. He throws off his Neither back foot a little too much, man. He needs to shore up a couple uh, of so, things. And that's and another thing too. So I wanted, I wanted to break down the, just the differences that I saw in the little time that I did see with Arch Manning. Um, when Arch Manning drops back, he takes his three-step drop. That back foot's planted, and that ball comes out quick. It looks sexy. It look. It looks. That's fancy. where I was it getting at, good. man. It's so nice. It looks. His good. rhythm. It looks fan. It looked good, and he, um, it's easy to. I wouldn't say easy, but it's kind of fair to say that he's he's got he's got the mechanic. He's got. He's got the fundamentals, baby. I yeah, think he's, he's got been doing it for a little while. Quinn Ewers right now, man. Now, look, I know Quinn Ewers is our QB1, but damn, it was great to see what Arch could do. Um, yeah, the footwork was – I was impressed. That's the first damn thing I started watching was Arch's footwork, right? Arch dropped back, took his three-step drop, was able to get it out there, went into a five-step drop, went down, went down through his progressions, did not see his progressions, and then decided to run it around the middle and try and make something happen with his plays. You also yeah. got to keep in mind that he didn't have his wide receiver, his number one wide receivers with him as well. I'd love to see what he could do with Worthy, Sanders, Whittington, and that toy bo- and that toy chest, right? Get Mitchell out there and then have a, you know, a little bit of your running backs being sprinkled into the mix as well. He didn't get with the with the ones last night or uh yesterday, man. Uh or on Friday rather. Yeah, it's uh, been a long weekend, man. So it's yeah, all it's, good. It's, everybody it's knows been, what you're it's talking been a great, about. It's been a great <laughs> a great weekend of football. But look, um but what I saw out of Arch, I was I, I had a smile, you know, from fucking ear to ear, man. I just reluctant to have that guy out there right now because I think that we have a formidable quarterback that can get us to where we need to go. Without oh, easily, man. Without risking injury for March Manning. So I, I especially like during this time in the season, I don't want anything to happen to him and have it carry over next year. No, definitely. But I, it is I, good I, to know that if hey, something did happen, like you for sure feel confident that even as a true freshman, he could walk in and pretty much handle the business if need be. You know? Uh yeah, and then also here, um, this is a good one, Doke here. Losing a lot of D line. Uh, beef next year not to mention experienced wide receivers yeah but also we're going to get some experience back into that wide receiver room right you got to think that Sarkeesian is going to be very active in the transfer portal we got the we got the arch manning effect that's already going to happen with the trickle down now so I think that the locker rooms are going to be able to reload their doke um, again and we'll worry about these problems when we get to this bridge next year right um, signs on the wall you know say that you know, things are looking great for Longhorn football. You know, we're, we're, we're trending upwards here. What I wanted to ask you guys here coming up into the second hour is where, and we'll, again, we'll, we, I know it's fantasy football Sunday and we got to get into our NFL lines and everything, but we're still celebrating, you know, this college football uh, banger of a, of a week right now. That, that's what um, it's all about, man. Day. Just, just how like there was no real surprises this weekend, but all the games were great for watching. Yeah that's a great way to put it too. Like there was no, uh, actually, you know, Auburn, Auburn surprised me a little bit. I didn't think that I Auburn mean, was going to be able to come out and show out like they did. Um, they definitely didn't help for people that were trying to cover. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, I, I wasn't one true, of them. Thank you. parlay, man, for sure. If you ruined, <laughs> fuck my parlay. I mean, gone. 
Uh, but anyways, it was it was still fun to watch. Um, I actually, I know it was it kind of it sucked honestly. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was fun to see Auburn show up like that, but damn, I you know my entire time I, I'm sitting here kicking myself I was like I fuck I knew it I knew it I I knew it I should have picked them to cover I should have oh. took them the points man. I thought you were just talking as a Texas fan because I'm like, well, you need Alabama to win. You couldn't yeah. have them lose. That's your best right. win of all this, the whole season. So you have to right. have them I win. Saying, I, I took I, I took Alabama outright. I thought they were just oh, just straight up. Okay, um, yeah, but I should have took Auburn with the points. Oh yeah, so, man. It's but but like you know uh, some oh SMU covered yesterday, and I think Navy. It was like a like 21 point favorite or something like that. And I was like, there's yeah. no way. There's Ugh. no way. And no, no, they easily covered. So okay, I don't so know, man. What? College football is weird sometimes. Okay, so now we have coming up with the cha- with college football championship week coming up, right? Mm. You will have Washington. So far as it stands right now, you got to think that Georgia's number one. Easily. Michigan's number two. I agree. I'll go with that. Ohio State drops. Out. Sending Washington up the three. That's how it should be. Florida State at four. Yeah, because they're undefeated. They're undefeated, Smash. They're undefeated. Yeah, I know. That's why you're right. You're Florida right. State undefeated. at four. Oregon at five. We're sitting at six. How do we get to four? Well, where where'd you put Ohio State? Ohio Ohio State Ohio Ohio State, excuse me, Ohio State's eight right behind Bama. Okay, so you're going to put Bama behind Texas and Ohio State behind. Sorry, I'm now writing look, this down. Now look, I would, I would. It's hard for me not to not have Ohio State ahead of Texas. I mean, I still think Ohio State is is the best one win, or excuse me, one loss team right now. Mm-hmm. But Actually, I mean, Texas. I, I, I mean, I would love to see Texas versus Ohio State. I really would like to see that matchup. Oh, I if think, it came I down think, to it, I yeah. Think Texas can, I think Texas can actually make a run at that thing and, and, and beat Ohio Ooh. State. Let me ask you this question, and this one's a good question for everybody that's like watching along with us here. How much does Texas have to win the game against Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship mm. and over to overtake Ohio State as the most impressive-looking one loss team because I know if they can do it with like some razzmatazz and I mean some real fashion and I'm, I'm talking about, you know, four or five touchdowns, just like the way they beat tech. If they can somehow do that, don't you think that would be enough to convince the playoff makers to be like, Hey, they're for real. They won their conference. Unlike Ohio state, they deserve a seat at the table. You know, if everything else falls into place, I would, they need at least three scores. At least, at least three, at least at least three touchdowns. Not scored like yeah, three yeah. Touchdowns. At least, touchdowns. At least I think. What's the line at right now? Um, I haven't checked. 11, 11 and a half. Eleven and okay. a half right now. Not a huge line. And BYU obviously almost ruined the pipe dream for Oklahoma State because they struggled against the Cougars. <laughs> yeah, Chatterbeard. has a good question right here to convince the committee or to convince convince Wag. Because <laughs> apparently I'm a lot harder than the committee here. Um, I guess they're one and the same. You got a vote this year? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a vote this year. Uh, Chip does. Oh, for uh, actually, no. I think Chip just has a, a Heisman vote. 
Um, oh, okay, that's still pretty cool, man. I get excited. That's fantastic to have, right? I get excited um, when I get the media vote to pick like the conference, you know, for the little D two and D three games I do. So I can only imagine when you get to pick like the playoff and like the Heisman winner. Oh, dude. So DJ, I'm with you right here, man. Um, it doesn't just sound like the national guy, the national pundits want Alabama in so bad. They do want. Oh, easily. So bad. Um, everybody's drinking fine bombs bullshit. Uh. You know, they they would they would love to have Alabama, Georgia, uh, Ole Miss, and and Tennessee. You know, if they just could, SEC schools into all the college football with with just um you know knocking out knocking out everybody else. You know, just kind of you know dismissing everyone else that's from the Big Ten, Big Twelve, Big uh you know Pac twelve because we don't matter, right? It's nothing but the SEC. That's that's why I was kind of reluctant to go to the SEC just because I fucking hate the elitist the the elitism of uh of Feinbaum and all the the pundits being like oh it's SEC or nothing else it's SEC or nothing else oh that you're like oh it was SEC or nothing else I was like I didn't know Feinbaum did that but okay <laughs> he probably does he probably I mean he for some of his team. callers on that show he probably needs to I understand <laughs> but man but you know what's going to happen you were kind of touching on it I feel like it's going to be like when the Premier League in 1992 started up and broke away from the old school first division over in England when it came to soccer and they became the elite right and eventually grew into the best league in the world that's what the SEC is doing eventually the NCAA will cease to have power because at some point the sec is going to be like we're bigger than you because we have well, the best schools also, and make the most happens, money there's going to be an arms race right smash yeah. like it already it's already started the sec now you're going to see it from the the big tens next yeah yeah we've already saw this and now they're going to be able to break away on their own and like how you have syria and how you have uh la liga it's going to kind of be like that but all in one country and then you, we will determine who is the champion of each league and maybe we get like the champions league of Ooh, college football we're going to tr uh territories in college football like yeah having wrestling yeah 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 it basically is what exactly happened Ooh. except there's so many schools that are going to be crisscrossing the country next year get out of my territory <laughs> it didn't work vince mcmahon just decided to win well, you want to take on the von erics of texas you're like Dude, taking on god have you seen the movie like the trailer I, I, I mean, I've, I've watched the trailer like seven times, man. Dude, it looks so I can't good. Stop watching the trailer. I even made an Iron Claw reference in the last game because I'm like, oh man, I don't really break out the wrestling references, but it just fit the vibe for that basketball game. And I was just like, man, I got to see that movie. It's so. I don't know if I've ever been pumped up for a like a documentary of a movie. You know what I mean? Like Elvis. Queen? No, no, I didn't. I one of those. Seen I didn't see Elvis, which I should. You know, Elvis is one of my favorite entertainers. Um, I'm interested to see how dark they let this movie go. Oh yeah, because it's a really dark story in the end I mean, of it, right? Dude, four of the five brothers are dead. I mean, suicide. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I'm very interested to see if they let if they let David, which is the, the brother that's still alive, correct? No, Kevin. Kevin's the oh, one that's alive. Thank you. Thank you. Kevin, Kevin's, yeah. the, Kevin's the one that's still alive. If they let Kevin's portrayal be as accurate, or or I, I'd love to see how accurate Kevin's portrayal is. Because you got to know damn well it's, it's 
you got a lot of you know atrocity or um just turmoil right um yeah family dude like you gotta i i I wonder how much they let the public into what happened into that family because i would i would have a little bit of reluctancy to i'd be embarrassed honestly Um, but it's all part of the story it's just like bobby brown or whitney houston but, but also like you you know isn't isn't kevin's Children doesn't Kevin have sons that are wrestling still? Yeah, yeah, he has kids that wrestle. They're a tag team, and they work like the independents, and they haven't, you know, really hit that top tier stride. Or, or hell, maybe this gives them a bump. Yeah, I mean, you know, in in professional wrestling, you'll take any rub that you can get to get to where you want to be on the card. But uh, I, I was actually I found some video during the time of like the news reports out of Dallas during that time period. So. Honestly, if you were around during that era, anywhere in that area, especially like you knew about this story and you don't really have to hide the truth because talking about the, the Von yeah. Erics, that's yeah. what we're talking about. If you guys are just uh, tuning into uh, the Wagner Wire on Texas Sports Unfiltered, we're talking about how pumped up we are for Iron Claw, which should, what is it, uh, 22nd? Yeah, it should be dropping soon. 20th or 22nd of when, or when it's going to be released. <laughs> who would uh, Jeremy thought... Allen White and Zach Efron leading the charge here. Exactly. Um, who would have thought I was looking forward to a Zach Efron film? Uh, <laughs> dude, right? Like, I mean, he was... Well, he Baywatch. Was Baywatch. He was, yeah. he was... Dude, I wonder how... Hmm. Hmm. I wonder how much he went to The Rock. Oh, for, for this? Training in this. It's tough to say. Rock, apparently, he and The Rock trained pretty hard at, at body, but, you know, getting their bodies... Or he helped Zach get to the level he needed to get to uh, for Baywatch. So be, I'd be interested to, to – I would love to interview all these people. For this. Hey, man, it could happen. Oh, definitely could happen. We just got to hit up their happen. agent. What's that? We just got to hit up their oh, agent. booking agency. Yeah. yeah um, oh, to go back – all right, so to answer that question, uh, and again, that was a, a real long roundabout way to get to the cowpokes in Texas – uh, I don't even know how the hell the Von Erics got into the cowpokes in Texas. Oh, because I'm doing a promo. You take it on Texas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, anyways, man, um, I would think dominating fashion for the Longhorns in order to get a jump, to get a bump up, right? Like at yeah. least at least 21 points in Oregon. I mean, Oregon has to maybe win by three against washington but still I mean, they're the like, underdog going like, against washington i, I honestly think oregon's going to beat washington I, i'm thinking i'm leading that way too i want to stay on the michael Penix train but i mean bo nix looks really good right now i mean is, he's is just bo making nix all the not, right moves is bo on the conversation for a can, uh, heisman trophy candidacy he's been like a very quiet one that's kind of just been under the radar and people were talking about that this week like who, oh who, did he finally make a case quarter, who's your heisman quarterbacks right now smash right uh, now. It, 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 it had been Penix. he he has been my top choice just because of the consistency for this season even though he's had a couple of slow games he hasn't lost any you know right right give me Penix jr number one yeah um, uh fuck i mean yeah he's Nick's... dropping down um i was caleb williams is dropping down man um Penix is one. I'm trying to think of a number two that's solid, man. Daniels, man. LSU, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he proved it again yesterday Um, when they were in trouble against A&M. Daniels is two. Nix is three. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely in the conversation. I got Bo Bo Nix over Caleb Williams as as a hot. Like, you take Bo Nix off of of Oregon 
is Oregon where they where they're at? Is Oregon contending? No, no, he's a big part of their system for, for, and their success. Twelve, sure, but are they contending for a college football playoff? No, I still don't think so, man. He's he's played really good this played year, good. and even the loss that they did have, I mean, that was a high scoring loss. It wasn't his fault that they lost. You know, that was down to the defense. So, if you so were Oregon taking- struggled. Oregon struggled in Lubbock against Texas Tech, but mm-hmm. that was in the beginning of the year. On the road, you know. On the road. Late um, at night. You know, West Coast to Central stand, stand time, so it, it makes sense. I can see if Oregon if Oregon beats Washington, I can see the Longhorns sneaking in somehow if Florida State also loses to Louisville. See, I don't exactly I don't exactly agree with it because I think Ohio State should get a nod. But you can't lose this late in the season and have an idle week and expect to be in the college football playoff. You just you just can't. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to coaching. all one loss teams, then yeah, sure. You 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 have a gripe. You have a legitimate gripe. No, but this is the advantage of playing for a a conference championship. This is a, a big reason why the college football landscape even began to change is because right. these teams at the end of the season won in an extra game to prove their point that they were worthy of making these playoffs. And now this is what you win as Texas as being uh, able to qualify for the Big 12 championship game is getting a chance on a national stage to showcase what you can do and why you are right. better than an Ohio State team that lost to arguably the best defensive team in the nation in a Michigan team without their head coach. So, you know, there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so many stories. That's what makes it so great. You know, some people have soap operas. Some people watch pro wrestling. And we we're talking about college football and all their storylines. And it's been great this season. So – the one thing that could shake up this entire thing, and we kind of teased on it not too long ago, is if Georgia does lose to Alabama. Five and a half right now is the line. Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Bulldogs, I you know, I I think the Bulldogs is there. I would say that the Bulldogs maybe I would give them a full six, honestly. I'd give them a full six, maybe even seven. Yeah, I was gonna um, seven. I would take yeah, seven. I think the Bulldogs I, I Georgia's Georgia is fantastic. I, especially over the past three weeks, with their offense coming on as strong as they have, to complement the way that their defense have been playing. Um, Shadow Bearded asked me earlier who I thought, which defense I thought is played just as well as Texas's defense. Mm-hmm. Michigan's defense, clearly. Yep. And also Georgia's defense. Oh, easily. Easily. But now that Georgia's offense is kind of getting on the level with Georgia's defense, mm-hmm. that gave me a little bit of t- a little bit of concern that Georgia might be the dominant overall team over Michigan. Until what I saw yesterday, I still oh. think now I think Michigan is the number one. I was expecting Michigan to lose yesterday. I was um, too. In, I in was the big too. House. Even though it was in the big house, I was expecting them to lose without. Uh, you know, without Coach Harbaugh or whatnot. But then let's remember, you know, Coach Jerome also had what he six. He's got six, seven victories this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And but, you want to talk about a resume builder? Holy shit! But right um, now, I kind of see he was all, Michigan. He, he's, he's the offense coordinator, anyways. Um, 
Yeah, he uh, knows what's going on offensively. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, 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 he's the big reason why they have the success anyway. 100%. And he's probably uh, going to be a head coach somewhere else next season after that's this. Where I was get, that's where I was getting at. How long does he have until he gets oh, his man. actual uh, it should be It should be next season. Within one and, or two years, right? Now, would he want to – or hell, you could argue that Harbaugh's probably Har, – Harbaugh might be sick of this shit. Harbaugh might just up and leave. And nah, he ain't leaving. You don't know. I mean, he's been trying to get to the NFL smash. He's been trying to get back. Oh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think his coaching style would work again now. I think his coaching style was working for San Francisco. It was just done abruptly. Like he, he had a a, a bash yeah. attack or head uh, headbutting situation with the front with office. The and usually yeah. that's what happens with Harbaugh. He's an alpha exactly alpha dude. And um, that's why I think the college football landscape just you know really fits him so well because he can have the total that control that he wants. David Elk, you think? Yeah, he likes to have total control. He wants to buy yeah. the groceries and cook the meal, you know? You're right. You're right. He likes to have that steak with milk, which is yeah. just weird. The milk. The milk. <laughs> <laughs> did, you see, did you see Dwayne, Kim Dwayne Malky in the news this past Yes, week? that's why. That's why. <laughs> She's like the great aunt. That you would have a Thanksgiving dinner. You know what I mean? Dude, I, I love that she gets so much hate and she just brushes it off, man. I really respect you her. You know what? She is so goddamn based in her stance. Um, It's hard to not respect her. You know what oh, I mean? Easily, like it, man. And I, did, I did love what she said about keeping the keeping the pundits, you know, just stop stop berating, you know, Angel or whatnot. Allow yeah, her man. to have her space or whatnot. Uh, you're not entitled to to get a story about her that you think you are or me or this institution, we're going to keep it in house and in a family. I, a lot of people, you know, gave her a little bit of flag for that, but hell, isn't that what the, isn't that that's, what your coach is supposed that's to do? What the best your head coach protect your players. Yeah, man, that's what the best head coaches do. And that's why I, I I'm sorry for the fans that don't follow soccer that are watching, but I promise you, I'm going to fill you in on little tidbits and you might start loving the game, but Jose, I, hey, look, Jose man, Mourinho, I've been, I've been Raising the flag, we need a soccer show on this yeah. network. We do, but but, jo- but Jose Mourinho, you know, you know about the great Mourinho. No oh, yeah. matter how how much flack he gets for the way he conducts himself, because he comes off as arrogant and stuff, you never see him throw a player under the bus. He will always, he always stick takes, up for his players, he, and he always takes the national spotlight, the negative national mm-hmm. spotlight, off the players. Like, actually, let's. I made that decision. He didn't. Yeah. Make that decision, so put that on me. You know what I mean? So yeah, and that's uh, yeah, I've always. As much as you hate Mourinho, or as much as you might hate Mourinho, you got to yeah. respect a, a a leader like that. And that's, it's the same thing with Mulkey, man. That's I know what she Mulkey gets a lot is. of hate. Mulkey's a leader, but yeah, she's she's a proven champion and a leader, and she's the best, probably the best women's college basketball coach going right now. Right probably now. better than yeah, yeah probably better right than now. Ariyama right now. Yeah, but UConn's got injuries. You know, that's another yeah, story. Right now, she's 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 got it cooking. Um, all right, n- n- enough of enough. Of college hey, basketball here. Nothing wrong uh, with we, talking we, about we, some we women's college basketball. To talk about, man. We got so we we, we game theoried and hypothesized a good bit. We got to get to the NFL right now. We got to get into our our good, better, best. Um, who do you love segment? I know that. Um, but yeah, we've we've hypothesized enough here, game theory enough. The only. Do you think Texas gets in with a with a bulldog loss? Or no. do you think that, or do you, okay. So you think, I think that actually I think that, that, that elevates Alabama up? 
Yeah, no matter how good Texas looks that day, I still think that that will be the more impressive win because that's taking out the top team. And obviously, we just talked about it because the listeners and the viewers have talked about it. The national pundits seem to want Alabama in this playoff. They want the Saban storylines. They want to talk about the greatness of Bear Bryant. They want to roll out the video packages because that's their dog. That's their horse. If Bama beats the Bulldogs this late in the year, that does shoot them up over Longhorns, you think? Oh, easily, man. Like, there's no way any of these teams that have one loss, if everything else falls into place and there's only going to be one lost team that gets into it, it's going to be Bama beating Georgia because that will easily jump Texas, Ohio State, even Oregon if they win. Like, that's going to precede Oregon's victory. And I could see that happening. It would just it would just be that type of thing that would happen to Oregon, right? right? They would beat Washington, but Bama beats Georgia on the same day, so therefore they, they get up. jumped into the playoff because then like your question is like, Oh, well, do you allow Washington this day with one loss after they lose to Oregon? Or is that oh. automatically a swap, right? It's a swap. No, that's a swap. Yeah, that's a swap. Okay. And you'd like to, you'd like to think that Washington goes below the, uh, below Bama with that. Oh, easily. Even, yeah. Even, if they even with Bama, even if Bama does not shit, well, <laughs> even if they don't win. No, no Bama. I mean, Bama's going to, that's the thing. Like Bama's going to play Georgia, right? So one of these two teams is going to lose. Bama's not – if Bama loses, I think that's actually worse for the Longhorns, in honesty. Um, I kind of feel like I need to have one of those, like, uh, pin boards back here yeah, with all the lines and stuff. It's like, well, this happens here, and this happens here, and maybe if they change up things here, yeah, man. Ah, dude, but the great thing is is that we have so many questions going into, the, like, the final weeks of the, of, of the championship portion of the college football season. This is what it's all about. This is what we want to see as fans. And I love having these debates because it's like there's so many oh, possibilities. Dude, I love, dude, uh, it's it's all game theory, man. I love game theory. Um, and then Shadowbearded says, I disagree. If Texas wins and Bama wins, they still have the same record. They would both have uh, they would both have wins over one loss teams. And Texas won on the road, not a neutral site. Dude, and I'm so I'm I'm with Shadowbearded here too. I'm with man. you I mean, there, man. Dude, but the, Texas, Texas is so close to being but, undefeated. But when did it happen? When did it happen? Oh, right? They should have taken God. care. Of, I hate to say it. They should have taken care of business against Oklahoma. And, and unfortunately, you're, you're you know, right. You're right. You're right. Little little trip ups will happen. You're right. Uh, and, and thankfully, it was just that game. It could have happened again somewhere else down the road, like at Iowa State. Thankfully, it didn't. You know. But you and I agree. If Texas plays, if Texas were to play Oklahoma again, that outcome does not happen. Texas, Texas beats Texas. I I don't think Texas just gets by beating Oklahoma. I think Texas beats Oklahoma with dominant fashion i would um, hope so man i think it'd still be close just because even texas, though oklahoma texas lost to oklahoma state so terrible at rush defense against oklahoma dylan i don't think you remember do you remember like dylan gabriel juking ford and juking benda out of their shoes like no, dylan gabriel's it, not a not an elite running back and that's the problem is it's just i don't remember this and neither do the other people that make the decisions on who's going to make the playoffs so again if bama beats georgia there's just too many like caveats for them not to be catapulted up. Even if Texas does win their conference championship by a big margin, that's the scary thing. I think if you're a Texas fan uh, looking at what we see, you want Bama to lose. You want, it doesn't matter what happens between Oregon and Washington, but you need Florida State to lose. I don't think I want, I think I want Bama to win. I think I want Bama to to knock out Georgia because Georgia's dropping out of the four. You think and they drop out of the four completely? Because they were the most yeah. dominant team the entire season. It and don't then matter. if you're thinking it don't matter. You you, you can't argue uh, you can make that same argument for Ohio State. 
But I think Ohio State, they knew that that was their playoff game. If, like, if whoever won drop, that game was the playoff if game. If you're going to drop Ohio State out of the four smash, you got to drop uh, the Bulldogs out of the four as well. A fucking Ohio State just lost to the number two team or the number three team, whatever you want to call it. The number one defense in all the nation. So if you're going to bump the Buckeyes, if you're going to penalize the Buckeyes for for that loss and move them back out of the four, you got to move the 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 Bulldogs out. No, and oh hell, shoot, hell no. Well, no, 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 no. You're right, you're right. Because I was thinking like, well, I was trying to go by the logic. Well, you got to win your conference, and if you win your conference and they lose, that's right. They would have to get bumped out for Alabama. That would only make sense if if you're going by like you should be a conference championship winner to right. be in the playoff. So yeah. But I mean that would that would tell me that Ohio State wouldn't deserve to be there either, uh, but Texas should if they win their conference, um, and whoever the conference winner between Oregon and Washington should be there. And if Florida State loses or happens to win, they're undefeated. If they I, win, I think they should State be there. Loses. I think Florida State loses against Louisville. So is that kind of like we should prepare the universe now, as for all the Longhorn fans that are tuned in right now? Like we want to start prepping our collective thoughts into forcing Florida State into yeah. losing to Louisville, that's, right? I mean, that's sucks, the that's it, the key. It sucks that that's going to happen without Jordan Travis, right? Because you'd want to you you want to see the best go against never, the best. I don't ever want to lose to somebody and not have their best game. I just don't yeah. like I, when I when I beat somebody. I want to make sure that you've given me everything that you've got, so I know that I can uh, you know that I can sit back at the end of the day and be like, I beat them. I beat the hell. I beat the piss. Yeah, out. and I don't you want know, no excuses. I didn't get any hammies, you know, hand me downs or any give me's yeah. or anything like that. Like I won yeah. emphatically, right? Yeah, like you didn't have a hurt ankle when we started playing. Right. All of a sudden, um, so without Jordan Travis, it kind of sucks, you know, oh, to yeah. not have the Longhorns be able to, or to not have uh, the Seminoles be able to to finish this thing outright. But I think Louisville is going to win uh, next week, and I think that's going to knock the the Seminoles out of the the top four. I think Oregon goes in and beats Washington. It knocks Washington out of the top four. I think Georgia stays and remains at one. And I think Michigan is solidified at two. Um, that is the way that we sneak in with Washington losing and Florida State losing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the clear-cut way. I don't, and, see, and Bama, I don't see Bama beating Georgia. And if Bama does beat Georgia, that just helps us get in even more. I don't think so. I think that really hurts the chances. But Texas still has to take care of business. They still have to win the Big 12 championship. And it would help for them to do it in an impressive fashion. What Big 12 championship? The Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship. Who should be a sponsor of this show as well? Boom. That's what we were going for, man. All right. Let's get into (laughs) your your professional football talk, right? Um, We've been, again, we we exhausted. We gave you 90 minutes of college football, rightfully Didn't so. Didn't mean right? to either, man. Sorry. We, yeah, we, we really like, usually, like, I I plan on doing our number two with nothing but fantasy football so that we can get our lines ready and stuff. Um, It was just that compelling of a of a week. Um, well, you had to. It's the it's the send-off of the college football regular season, and it deserves and to have that I didn't ask send-off. anybody about that. Are you sad that we're, I mean, are you sad to say goodbye? Uh, to the bat, to the Big Twelve, you know, to all because again, there's, yeah, man, I might look greener going to the SEC, but again, it's still grass, right? You this, still got memories whole, that you made right here with the Big Twelve, so easily, man. This whole world of college football is going to completely blow up and change, and I don't know if it's for the better necessarily. I don't know if it's going to be for the worse, but it's going to be an adventure, right? But the football, the way that we have known it for a very long time. For myself, it almost feels like my entire lifetime is completely going to change. It's the end of an era, and now we're going to see teams 
be what they have been in secret this whole time, which are just kind of like minor league professional teams getting these guys ready for the NFL, right? right. And now so they're going to be, stage. Right. yeah, that, and, that, and that's what they're going to treat it as for real. And now we're going to see that in full effect where now these teams that have big budgets are going to have to operate with big budgets and hope to make money because they're going to be traveling across the country, West Coast to East Coast time zones for games, ACC teams now. That used to be Pac-12 teams and Big right. Ten teams now. That's that so used to weird. Be Pac-12 That's so teams. strange. And what That's happens so to the odd. ones that are left over still? We like we don't have an answer for Oregon State or for a Washington State team who's gone through so much adversity this season, who came out and played their hearts out and almost beat Washington in their rivalry game in the Apple Cup yesterday. So yeah, man, I'm sad to see the college football season to end. I'm, I'm glad also, that we're getting college basketball, but still. Yeah, I mean, that that's what I was going to say. Also, we got college basketball coming up, so we can't yeah. be too sad. And I'm I mean? an NBA so. fan, so, you know, I, the Luka and the Mavs looking all right, even though they got eliminated from the in-season tournament, whatever that's going to mean in the long run. But, yeah, college football, you know, less things to bet on. I'm sad. Do, we got we still got more questions. Again, we'll be answering your questions. We do have some NFL to talk about here, guys, but uh, we will continue to answer all your Longhorn questions with all your game theory scenarios as well. Doke Bailey chimes in and says, but while we have a good team, are we really ready to be a four seed going in to face Georgia? Yikes. You want the experience. Yeah, that's yikes. <laughs> you definitely um, want the experience, though. But you are right. That would be a scary proposition to have. But that's, then, but that's why we play Gary, the game, Gary, right? Thank you, guys, thank you so much for contributing um, all, you know, all morning long, you guys. You guys have been fantastic on the comment line. Um, Shadow Bear chimes in again. National media didn't think Texas would win in 05. No one thought Texas would beat Georgia in 2018. It's about earning a spot. Up to up to the team to prove it on the field. 100% agree with you, man. Um, yeah, you can't win it. I don't it. agree with allowing the national pundits to, um, to make the determinations that should happen on the field. But a lot of times they like to interject and, and try to write that script i'm with longhorn or excuse me i'm with shadow bearded uh 100 we also have uh colt spivy coming in and, you know he's got bama with a win michigan with a win fsu with a loss oregon with a win texas with a win and this is the scenario that he has michigan one oregon two bama three oh, damn so he's got bama jumping up over texas wow but they would still both make the play i would say if, if that if Colt, if that actually goes down, I would have Michigan at one, Bama at two. But you beat the man. Texas at three and Oregon at four. But they beat the man. They beat the, they did the Ric Flair. They Bama, beat the man who beat, beat the man. Too, damn it. We beat Bama and we got the head to head. That's true. That's, that's true. Hey, shout out, shout out to you, Wags, for being able to decipher that text message. I was really lost, but then you you start reading it, and then it made total sense. Hey man, that's a that's all the chaos that's going up in here, man. I'm just, you know, you, you throw a whole bunch of shit on the wall and you just peel it off and it comes together. That's kind of how that's Sometimes. what my brain does. <laughs> it's Sometimes a numbers game, baby. That's what we look at. But hey, I, I don't know. When when you have chaos going on in your brain, you can see chaos everywhere else, right? Chaos is a ladder. I just climb it. That's all. I just Dude, climb I'm it. hoping to hey, climb into the green today, I wish, Shoot. I wish we had like a sounder or some shit. Fantasy football time. I can get us one of those things. Can you get let's let's get some damn sounders and I mean like, yeah I can get you a free soundboard you don't even have to buy anything you just have to have it no, up a free yeah, soundboard do I got a uh, no no payment whatsoever I don't have yeah to man I'll tell you where to download it right after this nothing. yeah nothing and you just put the MP3s you boom. want on it and boom you can just have all of it just like you did at the studio 
<laughs> one thing we all know it's beat Oklahoma State this week 100 yeah. percent oh my guy that yeah. is that is something that we all have all right but how now, many points do you want it to happen by that's the big at question least three touchdowns, at least three touchdowns, he's saying 21 man. points will get it done I'm thinking you guys need like four touchdowns to really I'm solidify hoping. this thing I don't mean for it to be the price is right but I'm saying four <laughs> By the way, Price is right, man. Bob Bob, Bob Barker did it better than anybody. I oh, man, man, he rested. Bob Barker did it better than anybody. You're wrong again. You're wrong again. All right, here we go, man. Noon kickoff. We got Saints and the Falcons. Do we get a little Bijan Mustard sprinkled in here, man? Do you have him in the You know we're hand? not. You know we're not. They haven't utilized him at all this season. The, I, Riddler, the Riddler coming back. Desmond Ritter coming back. Is he coming back? Quarterback. Really? Oh, well, I would still bet against them regardless. I think the Saints at one and a half are a much better play, even with uh, Carr banged up. They are coming off of the bye week. And, you know, dome team against a dome team at this point in the season. New Orleans still has something to play for. They definitely need a win if they want a shot at the playoffs. I mean, with one win, I mean, the Falcons are only one one win off. You think the Falcons, I mean, this is anybody's division. It's think, anybody's right? division. It's so it's so wide open. But, like, the the, the Saints can win it. They just need to kind of win out here. And they have the team that can do it. I think right. they have the weapons, especially against the Falcons team that we have seen. And, and going back to college would football you, real quick. Would you argue that they have the best quarterback in that division? Is Derek Carr the best quarterback in that division? Ugh, I guess so. But, I mean, <laughs> it's I mean, like trying to – it's like taking a six Baker, out of – Right? He's better than Baker. Yeah. Better than Bryce. For right? now, yes. Yeah. Who, um, who's in the South? Tampa, Carolina, this team that we're talking about right now. Why am I missing who's, the team? Who's the other, who's the other team? <laughs> That's how you know it's been a long... Oh, the Falcons. The Falcons. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a conference game. There we go. Is he better than Ritter? Yes, yes, because he's already been benched. I mean, Carr hasn't been benched because of bad play. He's been benched because he's been hurt. Right, so there's the question. Like, so Carr is the best quarterback in the. He hasn't performed like it, but he is the best. Usually, it's quarterback play that I kind of gravitate to in terms of who I think is going to, you know, emerge victorious and kind of solidify themselves as the champion or the, you know, representation of that division. And I'm still going to do. I, I want to as much as I want to give Tampa Bay their flowers. I just can't because. Uh, it, it Baker might no. be having some moments. Baker might be having some moments, but still, he's Baker Mayfield, and Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and that they haven't done said, enough. I think I know, I know, hey, I know, I know. But that being said, with the toys that Derek Carr has and the opportunity that surrounds him, I'd like to think that the Saints have the chance to actually emerge victorious and represent the South going into the yeah. playoffs. And they had the best quarterback situation out of all. There's only one teams. team coming out of the South, by the way. Yes, like it's, easily the better be. No, no other representation is coming out of the South. No, and there shouldn't be. But I mean, they have the best quarterback situation, right? They got Carr, they got Hill available, and also Winston. So if anything does happen, they're the ones that are going to be set the best for a playoff run. Over under is forty one and a half on Saints and Falcons, and the Saints are spotting the Falcons two points here. What you like? I go with the Saints. Uh, you know, minus I have it at minus one and a half, but uh, points wise, I would take the under. You know, okay. I just That's, don't, I just don't I'm, see I'm a whole lot of scoring. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't see too much scoring out of this. I do see wrong team favorite here, Smash. 
You think wrong team favorite um, though? Jeez. Yeah, it, it you know in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium here in Atlanta, hot Atlanta. I'm thinking that the Falcons kind of steal this thing from the Saints here, and they actually merge victorious, emerge victorious here. I can see I that feel- happening, but it's just like they just haven't played up to that level this season for me. I, I'm I'm there. I'm with you there. That's so we're splitting on that one there. Steelers and Bengals. Do the Steelers right the ship after firing Matt Canada? Can they get that ground game to start to to pound the opposition? And does nah. Kenny Pickett actually grow his hands a little bit to nah. spin that sucker and get George Pickens involved here? Well, well, you know what? I'll take favorite, that back. I mean, they are they're favored to win two and a half. Yeah, and there's no Joe Burrow. He's out for the season. I but forget. There's one hell of a Browning rifle there. <laughs> yeah yeah you are right that's why i'm like I, I don't want to count them out but it's just been an abysmal season for the Bengals. this 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 does seem like the type of game that they could lose but again it's another conference game you know a hard nfc uh, afc north rivalry game in this case what you want to talk about a low uh, under over 30 oh, 36, 36 and a half. And I had half. to do a double take. 36 yeah. and a half for this one, Smash. I, I believe that, man. I don't see it going over you that gotta, just because you got to take the, I, I want to, I think you got to take the over. You're talking, you're telling me that these two teams can't get 21 to 14 here. I don't, I don't think they got you the quarterback play to do it. Blocking? You think we we're going to be seeing nine, nine, three? Let's, 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 let, let, let's see what the weather is in Cincinnati today. <laughs> let's see. That's important degrees. too. 40, 45 degrees. There's no rain for the day. These oh no there is rain there's rain at three it's supposed to shower so it could be at the end of the game yeah man I, i'll go with the under still god that's that's i just don't believe in the quarterback play in this game that's dismal that's i'm, I'm with you i'm with you it's, it's it's terrible quarterback play browning's probably better than than Pickett. he could be Honestly. he could be but uh you know what maybe the minus two is the right play who who's going to have the more dominant ground game is it going to be Mixon? <laughs> is it going to be warren from pittsburgh like it, i don't it, it could be it could be a sprinkle of warden harris You'd like to think that they'd be able to come out here and, and kind of have a showing um, to make the the scapegoat Canada, Canada. I don't know. Canada. Yeah, you Canadia. would think, like, like, what do you think the game plan offensively is going to be? Like, I imagine it's just going to be, like, run the ball and don't let Pickett throw. It's It's got to be run the damn ball. Um, yeah, give me the – give me Steel City here. Going in another road team, or excuse me, the the first road team of my slate today. Give me the Steel City uh, going into Cincinnati here and, and, and covering. I think they're good enough for two and a half. They're, they got them by three here. It's going to be going to be difficult to do so, but the Steelers, I think the Steelers galvanize and they kind of emerge victorious here after coming together and, you know, firing Matt Canadia. Um, yeah, you would hope that so would be good. the case, right? You would think. You would think. All right, we got an, just another awesome football contest. Carolina versus Tennessee. Now the over-under on this game. one, again, 38 and a half. So 38 lots, and a half? Lots of scoring here, my guy. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Panthers are uh, projected to lose, as a matter of fact, rightfully so. They are 0-5, winless on the road. Uh, Titans 3-1 at home, um, and they are hosting in Nashville today at Nissan Stadium. So, You'd like to think with a three and a half line that the Titans could cover this thing. I think they're, I think they're well good enough for six. They're good for a touchdown here. I'm taking the Titans uh, to cover here. I'm staying away from the over under. Uh, actually, I might take the under on this. I would take the under on that, Dude. honestly. But you know the Panthers can score. Like their problems haven't really been offensively so much as it has been defensively. They can't really stop anybody. 
Um, Very true. I mean, they're they're inept on offense too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the offensive line hasn't given you know Bryce any time to throw. Uh man, but that's a tough call because like the Titans quarterback situation I did hasn't say really Bryce been... Young today, right? Instead of Bryce Love, usually I've been calling this guy Bryce Love. <laughs> yeah, no, you said Young today. You, okay. You're you're good. Uh, but I'm like, man, it's like what Will Levis, right? The situation isn't much better for the Titans. No, and yeah, they not. have to, and they got and they got King Henry, but it's just all like. Is that enough? It's like, is that going to be, be enough? You'd like to think with playing against the Carolina Panthers, it should be enough, right? And that's I why I got a lot sh- of Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, as a matter of fact, is only six, excuse me, 6,400 on DraftKings. But that's today, what man. it is today? 6,400 okay. going up against the um, the Carolina Panthers defense. That's 30 worst, 30 worst in the NFL at a line. <laughs> 30 worst. I like that. Well, I mean, I that's, like it. that's kind of play. We used to say that shit in the military, right? Um, The 31st mew. You know, which is like yeah. a like a exercise that you go on. We would call it the thirty worst mu because it just sucked. It was, awful. <laughs> it was a terrible experience. That sounds anyway, great though. Um, yeah, going up against the Carolina Panthers, who are the thirty worst team in the league at allowing points to running backs. There, that bodes well for Derrick Henry. Also, they're twenty fourth in the league at a yielding yardage on the ground at one twenty nine point four. So, I think King Henry could definitely sit back on the throne today, maybe eat some of the high. Uh, the high praised hen, maybe um, what is it? Cornish Cornish game hens, maybe some <laughs> Cornish game hens, you know, from Thanksgiving ceremonies and whatnot. Didn't get the turkey on Turkey Day, but maybe we get some Cornish game hens here on uh, you know, on Sunday today, man. I got I, I got fan. what he is 80, 85, 85% ownership. I have Derrick Henry in most of my lineups on DraftKings, I sprinkled in with a little bit of Derek Singletary, too, man. Um, Excuse me, Devin Devin Singletary from uh, the Houston Texans. Now, you guys know I was big on Damon Pierce as well. Um, but with the emergence of Singletary in the past three weeks, man, this guy has kind of solidified himself as a bell cow running back. Now, I got a lot of Texans in my lineup today for the for the DraftKings lineup here. Um, it just it, it looks good that way, man. You get a lot of value here uh, with Singletary. Um, eight thousand a little bit pricey there right or excuse me six thousand was a little bit pricey for his tag but also i have cj stroud we didn't talk about our you know the the pretty boys the the prima donnas the divas of our lineups right i'm rolling out cj stroud my guy 7700 playing at an mvp level right now going up against jacksonville which yields what 254 yards through the air which is 29th in the league that bodes well for cj stroud Oh, by the way, also Jacksonville is 28th in the league at surrendering points to quarterbacks. I like I like it. I think you're good if you take either quarterback in this matchup, honestly, because I think this game's going to be a shootout. And yeah, it's just I did be now, out who's going to score. Full transparency, I did have Trevor Lawrence in my lineup first, but I felt like I wanted more of the stack with Tank Dell and CJ Stroud. Yeah, see, but you have a game plan. Like you're you're going with the stack, which totally makes sense in this case because Again, if he's going to have a big game, that means one of those wide receivers is going to have to have a big sure. game, and it's going to be Dell more than likely because we saw it last week with the Jacks, uh, with the with the Jaguars. It was like Lawrence in, uh, I, uh, not their top receiver, but the second receiver oh, for Jackson. Uh, no, Mathis. Sorry, oh, okay. he 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 had the big game. So I was just like, yeah, you just never really know. It, it, it can go either way. But I was like, I do just see a really high had power. a pretty damn game, pretty damn good game last week too. But like forty-one points worth. Yeah, Ridley went off. So. Oh, that's that's who I was thinking of. Thank you, thank you. Sorry, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah, he went off in that game. That's not the wide receiver I was going to take originally. I would have taken Kirk, 
but both of them have been playing pretty good this year. So I think in that case, if you stack there, depending on pricing, that's also a good play for today. See, I wanted, I was also wanting to stack Trevor Lawrence with Ridley as well, but it just didn't vote out. It just didn't, yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't work out money wise. My lineup, right? So that, you know, for, and I think CJ Stroud is more expensive than, than Trevor Lawrence on the, on the slate today. Yes. Um, yes, he is. But, and just, this is why I wanted to ask you about your running backs because of the situation in Cleveland, you can take Ford and he's, you know, going against got, the worst. Got, smash, to that point, I have Ford in here. I got Ford okay. in here. Um, okay. What, 5,600? I got yeah. him in my flex spot going up against Denver. And yeah, yeah Denver's the worst team in the league at, at yeah. uh, surrendering points to the running backs. So and they don't got a quarterback, Ford. so he's going to get the touches. So, right. yeah. Yeah, but, you're right. But here's my question to you. How much does how much of Ford's payload gets supplemented from Hunt? I don't think too much, man. Okay. I, I think I think Ford is the better play than Hunt. I know you're concerned about the hunt touchdowns That's taken it, away for Ford. He, steal, he steals the touchdowns away at the goal line. That's my only thing. Yeah, but I just think that Ford's going to have a really good day today where he's going to be able to break off a couple of long ones to get those scores against this porous, porous defensive team from Denver. It's uh, terrible. But still, but Denver's favored here. How in the fuck are Denver favored? It's because Cleveland doesn't have a quarterback. And that's what everybody's seen. I think this is a case of a wrong team favored because the Cleveland I'm defense is dominant and they're playing in in denver you know and they're thinking the air will make number a one defense here. in the nfl right oh. number one defense in the nfl i don't think russell wilson is going to be on his game today a matter of like and i know he's been having shadows of what he looked like in seattle the past couple of weeks yeah it's starting to click yeah but i think it's going to click the wrong way because i think miles garrett and company is going to beat the hell out of him uh, that's what I'm hoping for because I, I I I like seeing the Cleveland Browns be good. You know those so fans I, go through so much. So but I, I, dude, Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns? Are you kidding me? Is he starting today? I don't know. I I how can you roll him out? <laughs> no man, he he. You can't, can't roll, roll him out, out there. of QB one just yet, man. You, no, man. I, I the the quarterback who has been playing for them, whoever it has been, you know, he managed the game yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Flacco back Super Bowl. All they need is a game manager, right? They got the other weapons. They got receivers. They got running backs. Now, they got a elite defense. Now we need to pump the brakes here, buddy. Mashed potatoes are gross and foul and nasty. I don't whoa, think so. Oh, hey, Sal. You said Kirk that gets. shit over the week too. Past yeah, man. What type of mashed potatoes? Did you get them out of the box or something or what? Have you never had them fresh? Is that stuffers, stuffers, mashed potatoes? <laughs> that, that'd be stuffers, stuffers, stuffing, stuffing. <laughs> Is it multiple flavored? Do you, uh, we didn't talk about your setup then? Did you, you had some bird? Oh, yeah, you had the deep fried. Yeah, you yeah, had deep fried. deep fried with the peanut oil. Man, we get, I'm a, I come from a big family, so we have like a full spread. It's like multiple meats, it's like that and a ham. And this year, there was like a prime ribs that somebody brought. I mean, we we feasted this year. It was so nice. it's funny that Sal said, like, I was invited to BK's house, but I, I actually turned it down because he didn't have mashed potatoes. Oh, oh wow. And yeah, I, me, I guess I would. Somebody said you can come if you bring mashed potatoes, but I didn't want to bring, I didn't want to make anything. So, see, that isn't that tough though, man. When somebody asks you to bring something, then I kind of feel like, oh, I'm I'm on trial here because now everybody's going to be like, what? You, like, you, you secretly don't care, but you kind of oh, care. Yeah, we're like, going to have mashed potatoes, but Wags didn't feel like coming. So, he didn't yeah, feel like, like now it's all on he you. Actually, he actually said, screw the, the dinner. He's not coming because, in spite of making mashed potatoes, I'm sure that's kind of how he projected it at dinner. Yeah, <laughs> now, let me let me ask of, you this real quick though. Kind of paved the way like, what's up? 
like would you make it yourself or or are you oh, one yeah. of those people that will just go ahead and just go out and go buy some really fancy no, ones no, no, i make my like, from like honey bake ham or something potatoes. like that i make my own mashed potatoes even when we do the turkey man like i'll peel the skin back and put the uh put the, the butter put your hands all the, over the it yeah dude i'll get it rubbing I, it with the butter peel it back and get it, you know, savor and everything i do all that shit i just nice. i'm i'm not in that's how it's done though I'm not into it though. Like I'd much rather have barbecue. I you know, throw stones at me all you want, man. I'm saying I'm un-American. I'll argue to the teeth that nah, I am. man. In Texas, I've seen people have brisket for Thanksgiving and be cool Thank with you. it. You know, Thank and I'm you. like, man, I'll never say no to brisket. I just expect turkey because this is like really the only time I eat it. You know, I don't go out of my way to have fresh turkey. <laughs> Sal, man. Sal with one of the, the craziest takes in the world with yeah, dude. Mashed potatoes. Sal, you gotta, who hurts you? I gotta ask you why one day why yeah did somebody put like soap in your mashed potatoes over salt them one time again i think something else gets stuck in the mashed potatoes somebody stick a flag in there that wasn't something else to those mashed potatoes if that's if that's how this type of party is going to be i might as well just go stick my dick in the mashed potatoes it's a line from from the beastie boys yeah yeah i was like i like the musical callback i knew you knew man that's why i was I was like, I know I could talk about that. You get Almost it. Almost Christmas tamale time. That's what I'm talking about, though. Are you a pork or a chicken person, or do you go cheese and beans? Because I'm, I'm, I'm chicken mainly. So but I eat both. I didn't even know how to eat the tamale when I first got down here. Oh, it, it makes sense, man. It's like wrapped in this thing. You think it's edible too? I started. <laughs> I, I, I had. I tried to eat it all. It's compostable, it re- so yeah. Yeah, but it didn't really didn't really sit well with me and it kind of threw me off the first couple of years of eating tamales but now i eat you know now i understand how to do it yeah yeah it's supposed to unwrap the 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 middle goodness but yeah <laughs> all right you got 10 more minutes here getting these uh fantasy football little uh rundowns out for you guys on the wagon wire here before we get you set up and kicked off for your nfl sunday here all right, we went a little bit over these lines here. Let's, I guess we'll continue to just go down the rest of the lines, go down the slate and give you the lines, and then go back and give you all we the fantasy. We got to talk about uh, your game, man. We got to talk about your game. Wow. You you a believer in Tommy DeVito? No, D- Danny's nephew? Danny yeah, man. DeVito's you guys are taking nephew? on the Patriots. You have more wins than the Patriots, and you no, guys look, are still actually, the underdog. I actually, took a futures, I actually took a futures bet here, and I bet $300 with a buddy of mine. Uh-huh. Um, I, I can't call him a buddy. I don't really consider him a friend. I just oh, don't talk about around. Al like that. I just let him hang around me. Oh no, no, Al's Al's I, family. I know. Al's I'm just joking, man. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I let this guy kind of just hang around and, and just kind of breathe uh, the carbon dioxide that I put off. Um, but yeah, we we took a bet. He, you know, we're both Giants fans, and he thinks mm-hmm. you know he's he's so unrealistic about his teams. He swears that the Giants are better than the Commanders. He thinks that they're better than the Jets. He thinks that they could actually compete with Dallas, even though <laughs> Dallas has motorboat raced them this past year. He motorboat. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he still thinks that the Giants can actually show up on the same damn field with the Dallas Cowboys. Not possible. Even, yeah. Like, I, what's, the, what's the margin of victory? Like 80-some to, to three? Some shit they like covered that. last time, and it was like a three-score difference. Yeah, like it was, it was bad. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. But he yeah. thinks the Giants are a legit football team. So we took a bet that I said that the Jets, and I made this bet with Rodgers still healthy, right? Okay. I said that the Jets would have a better record than the than the New York Giants. So moving forward on this campaign in 2023, I'm actually rooting against the Giants so I can not only 
look like I know what I'm talking about, but also get a, a little bit more green in my pocket. Uh, so, nothing like hate watching your own yeah, team for like the rest of the season. Your own team, right? Huh? <laughs> hey, so, I mean, that's all you got to watch for now because we're not. That's why we play fantasy football, damn it. That's why Dude, we play fantasy football. My so we can have at awful. least some NFL relevancy on Sundays, man, because the Giants just absolutely sucked. I mean, it's it, it's it's a. Uh, I used to make fun of my mom. My, I got a really good friend that's a Cleveland fan, right? We used to go over to his house every Sunday and watch the game. But it was it's like going over to a damn board. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would go over to his house, and by the first quarter, nobody was talking. You know what I mean? Like no. And when the when when Cleveland's losing, my buddy Nick just real. I mean, the fucking dogs died. Like every, Dude, everybody in, in the family is dead when Cleveland's losing. Whatever you know what I mean? like, happiness they started it's, with it's was awful. instantly erased. And he's gonna make like you, every game company with this dude, right? So he's gonna make you miserable too. You know, oh. it's just like. Yeah, so usually by halftime you're fucking leaving. So yeah, and you're like one of these people is like, can we change to a different game? He's like, no, we gotta right. watch it till He's the like, end. Well, what the hell you got the NFL ticket for if we can't watch it? If we're just gonna watch the damn uh, the red zone channel in the in, in the damn Browns. And the Browns anyway. get blown out, you know. Which shouldn't anyway, happen. We, today. we left off with the Browns and Broncos there. We actually call wrong team favorite. I think Cleveland goes into Denver in the Mile High City and actually wins this. Uh, yeah, pulls this out with Joe Flacco and the Browns here, man. Um, we got another. Well, let's go to the the afternoon slate here. Continue with the afternoon slate. The Rams and the Cardinals. Do you think Kyler Murray and company can keep this thing close and take down Matt Stafford and the Rams? The Rams are actually favored by three right now. Over under is forty five and a half. Mm, Rams on the road against uh, Kyler Murray, who looked pretty decent in, in his comeback. Desert. Yeah. I mean, you would still think that the Rams have the better weapons, especially against this very poor defense that Arizona has been trotting out the last couple of weeks. I, I, I think three and a half. Well, yeah, it's not even three and a half. It's just three on my end. So I would go with that. I think the Rams can win by three. There's cool. Kyler Murray coming in the game. <laughs> hey, I know how that feels. Sucks, I, man. That sucks. No, it's like that's, that's the tough. one good thing about being short. It's like I have no problems with apartments here. Like I never feel like I don't have enough space. <laughs> that's like the only advantage of being like five seven, man. I feel that's you, man. It. I'm you know, I, I kind of sometimes I feel like that being six foot. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah like you can get good, claustrophobic. Good I'm six foot. You know that? Oh yeah, weird. yeah. There's that meme like when women see five eleven and then they see six foot and like they think it's like <laughs> yeah, such a monumental dude. difference. I'm like, no, it's not that big of a difference. I promise you. It's, it, it's really not. It's really not. <laughs> um, Rams and Cardinals here. I like to think that this is Rams going to the desert and cover. Give me the Rams here. Um, I know the Cardinals have been playing some decent ball with you know Kyler Murray coming back into the locker room, but I still think the Rams actually get it done today. Um, okay, Chiefs going into Vegas right now. A little bit of AFC North, or excuse me, AFC West rivalry here. The wild, wild west of the AFC. Do you think Patrick Mahomes and company right the ship coming off of that loss against the Eagles here and get it back, or uh, I guess you know, start getting back to their winning ways against the Vegas Raiders here. Uh, you know, again, another rivalry game here. So there's going to be a lot of hate in this and obviously All a teams. lot of pride for the Raiders because they've been playing on pride. But uh, minus nine, Chiefs. nine and a half. Nine and a uh, half. My, my concern is just the amount of drops that they have had this season. Like, I think they can win the game, but it, it should be by nine. But are the receivers he's going to emerge as, as wide receiver number one, right? Besides Travis Kelsey. That, like, yeah, that's and he's the, been banged up this whole year, you know? So I'm just kind of like, if this kind of feels think like they're good for ten. God. Man, Chiefs this feels like one of those. 10. I want to say they are, but I mean, the the Raiders have been playing some inspired football. They're at home. They're they're starting to kind of right their ship. 
for them. And I'm just thinking, like, uh, again, another classic AFC West rivalry game here between these two. I don't, like, I know that the Chiefs will win. If you have, Stacks, like, 40, 43 and a half is the over-under. That's got to be, that, you got to think that's coming all from the Chiefs, right? Although the yeah. Raiders are 4-1. and one. Raiders are 4-1 and one at home. Yeah, that's why. And that's why I'm just like, I think it's going to be a close game. Like, if you were just picking outright, yeah, the Chiefs win. But do they cover? I haven't decided yet. I don't, I don't know if they will. I think the Raiders can 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 cover with the plus nine. I think again, you still got time to make this line. You still yeah, got time. To, you got to plenty of time. Um, that's a three twenty-five. I, right now, I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are good for ten. Um, yeah, I, I want to say this is the revenge game, and they're going to come back and right the ship. But uh, just like they've been too con- inconsistent with their wide receivers, just too many have. drop passes this year. Can I ask you um, really quick? I got to know about this game, Wags. Jaguars at Texans. It's basically a pick'em. The Jaguars are favored, at least on my end, at minus one right now. Yeah, Not one and a half, just it's minus It's basically one. a pick em, But, yeah, um, dude, and you probably think that it's probably three and a half if they're at Jacksonville, right? Um, if they're yeah, at if they're at Jacksonville, but they're yeah, on the road. Uh, but being that they're in Houston, it's just one and a half. I still think, you know, give me the Texans. I mean, this is still anybody's division. Right now, but give me the Texans in Houston. I love the way that C.J. Stroud's playing. As a matter of fact, I got – I got a little mini stack with the Houston Texans right now. I got CJ Stroud, I got Tank Dell, and I got Singletary as well. It's because, give me the it's try. Because, give me the it's try. Because, it's because the losses that the Jaguars have had have been against good teams, and the losses that Houston has had have come against teams that aren't as good. So I'm no, just kind of thinking that you can say, yeah. And that's why I'm like, oh, is Jacksonville for real? I tried to believe in them last week against San Francisco. It wasn't to be like I kind of want to believe in them this week just because it's Houston, but. Ah, man, this week, this late, this week has been giving me a lot of anxiety because I really can see things going too many different ways. You know, uh, give me the Texans. Wrong team favor here. Give me the Texans. Okay. I, I got to play favor. Again, man. Would you take the Texans, Giants at plus four Texans and a half? One at home, although the Jacksonville Jaguars are four and oh away. So, yeah, well, man, I mean, that's also, a good match. You know, they've been, they played in, in Germany. They've, Mm-hmm. they've had the travel london yeah. I mean, so they so... like they got it down you'd think that they know how to win in different you know at you know areas they can acclimatize well you think i'm still saying wrong team favorite give me the texans here okay. uh yeah, bills and eagles that. uh bills don't have a shot it's it's all eagles all day long hey here. what do you think about bucks and colts bucks and colts real quick colts yeah bucks and colts four and six i didn't have that on my radar because okay it's a game um okay but yeah, no, I'll I'll look at it real quick. Um, two and a half is the line. Colts Johnson are the Taylor's favorite. At, you know what? Yeah, give me Colts here. Okay, okay, let's give go with Colts that. Here, take the under. Okay, let's let's talk. Uh, let's see. We last went. game Chargers and Ravens. Yeah, let's talk about that. Baltimore, Baltimore, all day long. I'm with you. I'm with you. For your I'm Sunday night in. tonight on NBC, give me the Baltimore Ravens over the Chargers. Right now, Baltimore is only favored by three points. But again, we know the Chargers are going to charge her, and Baltimore is four and one on the road. Uh, Chargers just struggle to get out of their own way, man. They're two and three at home. Um, they're just very inconsistent. Uh, I'm locking it in. Like even when they have leads, they they squander the leads and, and surrender. So it's uh, nothing. Nothing looks secure for the Chargers, man. Except for the Chargers are going to charge her. Uh, and that being said, give me the Ravens all yeah. day long. All right, fantasy super about, about that right now. Let me get you your lineups. 
Um, I got CJ Stroud as my quarterback smash. I got Derrick Henry today rolling out in my uh, running back spot with Devin Singletary. I also have Gabe Davis. Give me a little bit of Buffalo exposure there. Gabe Davis going up against um, that secondary for Philadelphia, who's like kind of been pick. a little bit of disarray. They are the worst team in the NFL at allowing points to wide receivers. They can get got there. They get a, they give away a lot of explosive plays. Uh, also, I like Tank Dell going up against Jacksonville. We just talked about this matchup mm-hmm. there. I like a lot of wide receivers from this uh, this game, as a matter of fact. Uh, Jacksonville's kind of pedestrian in terms of uh, st- statistics, only squandering, um, what, you know, 254 yards through the air. That's that's a little bit on the back end of you know the bottom half of the NFL. But what I was talking about pedestrian-wise is that they're only 18th in allowing wide receivers to score. So, again, that – that's a little bit of a contrarian play in terms of wanting to, you know, to have Tank Dell maybe get a uh, get a little bit ahead in terms of a GPP, but I still think it's doable because of the yardage that they yield all throughout a game. And uh, that's also, time. Also, Calvin Ridley, right? Calvin Ridley, we talked about him having a, a game last week, uh, coming off of what he did going up against Houston. Houston again in that same scenario that Jacksonville is in terms of. Uh, you know, just being a little bit pedestrian in terms of allowing scores to wide receivers, but still they yield 241 yards, which is 25th in the league. So there's a lot of yardage to be got here. It's just will these two wide receivers or will the wide receiver room of both of these teams find pay dirt? So we'll see. That's yeah. why I got that's why I got this the singletary sprinkle, right? Because I think singletary can get me into my red zone. So we'll see. I just want I would love to have ETN in there as well. I just don't think that I, I did not I couldn't afford to have Yeah, I was like the money just doesn't work out in that case. But I see where you were seeing too, man. Because I mean that's the one thing I hate about this part of the season is that since the games are so spread out, that gives us limited options on these game days now. So everybody's kind of making the similar play. It's really right. hard to discover that diamond in the rough. And that's why I really loved about your wide receiver play with buffalo i think he's gonna have a big game today um janu smith for atlanta here janu smith's been kind of sprinkled into that offense a little bit chaotically right very inconsistently mm-hmm. but from a tight end standpoint and only being 3400 i think that that allows you some pretty decent exposure especially atlanta going up against a, a new orleans defense that struggled with covering the tight end as a matter of fact they are 28th in the league at allowing points to the tight end spot so that bodes well for Janu Smith there. And then we talked about our flex, uh, our flex running back spot already there. Um, we, we like Jerome Ford. We talked yeah. about how Cleveland's going into Denver, going up against one of the worst rushing defense, the worst, the worst rushing yeah. defense <laughs> in the league, which is Denver. Um, and we think that Ford can eat pretty damn well this week going up. He's going to get the touches to do it. So this is uh, yeah. this is his time. One hundred percent. And then probably the defense that's kind of surprised. It's going to surprise you. Me taking this is. The Houston Texans, like on paper, statistically, they've been kind of a juggernaut, man. They, I think they allow less than 21 points a game. I got to go back and look at this. Uh, but still, they're going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And for 2,300, you can get a formidable defense in your lineup. Now, I know that the Jacksonville offense is, is kind of potent and they can score at, you know, at, at high numbers at times. But yeah. I think that this Texans defense can actually hold them in restraints and allow your fantasy players to get a little bit, but still do enough to keep the game. I think I think you're going to get at least a couple of good field goals out of Texas, uh, and you're just hoping that the Houston Texans can at least get like a what, like a fumble pickup return, pick six, something big, and they got a defense that can do that. So they just need to make one big play, and your and your choice is valid. 
Smash, thank you for your time, brother. Another great show, man. Love Always cutting up you, with man. you. Love cutting up. Look, we got to find a way to do the post game ceremony. So, man. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Just tell me. We got to figure that out. You we'll come over this there. week. I'll. You come over next week. I'll come over in two weeks. You know. We'll, all right, we'll, all right. We'll swap it. Up, we'll swap it up and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're always more than welcome to come over here and watch the games. Well, I'm waiting to play the arcade with uh, audiovisual consultations. So, <laughs> oh, also remember, uh, Blue Heron Furniture. I want to give these guys a shout out there. Uh, make sure you guys are giving them a call at 866-217-9688. Excuse me, my eyes are terrible there, and I've refused <laughs> to put on my glasses. But look, man, they can get you all your custom leathers that you want, your best chairs that you can sit in. Really takes care of that low low lumbar uh, spine um, ailments that you might have or whatnot. Just make sure you look up Great Blue Heron Furniture, setting the standard in setting uh, set setting the standard in all of your chair stuff and all of your uh, your furniture and whatnot. You, you know, desk furniture, uh, lounge furniture, whatever you can have. Great Blue Furniture, they can do it right, man. Hey, Smash, thank you for your time, my guy. I will talk to you uh, in a few minutes, I guess. All right, my dude. Good seeing you, man. When we, talk, when we talk about the damn games or whatnot. Hey, for everybody <laughs> else checking out Texas Sports Unfiltered, we really appreciate you tuning in on Sunday mornings for the Wagner Wire, and we will get you ready for your next week coming up against, hey, Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship. <laughs> Let's go. We'll see, we'll see you guys, man. Texas is back at it, man. Thank you guys so much for watching the show. And remember, like we always say, man, hook them.